Hello and welcome to the 37th episode of the GochuCast and it has been a long-awaited Crunchyroll Anime Awards voting session because we can take a week without having to think about a topic. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're just been go we're just been going through all these. Uh I have I have looked through all of them on my own channel, but uh I don't know if I, I, I don't loosely I've loosely glanced through all of them as I was thinking of things that I would nominate, so I made sure that like some of the things weren't nominated that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I don't think Spets seen... looked at all, right? Or no, I, I actually I actually did look look through all of them, but yeah, you know, some of them so we're all recognized, and some of them are like weird. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. I guess we don't, we don't have anyone to be like, what? I guess <laughs> I guess. Uh, to preface, fall 2022 was not eligible because Crunchyroll yeah. is dumb. Uh, so <laughs> if you're wondering why there's no Chainsaw Man, no Bochi the Rock, no Mob Psycho, they're no not. They, they were not eligible because we can't have nice things. And I guess for <laughs> that, we probably won't really talk about them because there's a lot of good stuff in the fall. That's fair. I did not write down anything from this fall purely because I just wanted to talk about things that were eligible. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely stuff from the fall. Like I know uh we'll get to stuff like best score later, but I've said this before. I think Bochi the Rock has one of the best like collections of music of probably the past several years, not even just twenty twenty two. Yeah, but uh yeah. we'll just we'll be going through this list here. We'll save anime of the year and best original for less. I don't they're just chilling at the That's top, but, uh, but uh so We'll just be starting here with the best character design, in which Crunchyroll uh, and their judges nominated Demon Slayer, Ranking of Kings, Spy Family, Dress of Darling, uh, JoJo's Part 6, and Cyberpunk. JoJo's is kind of a fun one to have here. I actually think, uh, I didn't write anything down for this because I think Osama Ranking is probably the thing that I liked the character. It's hard, too, because character design... In anim in a lot of anime is also just like oh how well did they do the the original source materials art style yeah um I feel like Spy Family is a weird one to have here because I don't feel like anything is like that creative in Spy Family yeah. like, I don't think Spy Family did anything I think the other five of these are fair dress up uh, dress up Demon Darwin Slayer. only because it's like cosplay and stuff and I guess that technically counts yeah Demon say. Slayer is a little odd here but fine they have goofy character designs it's probably why it got yeah. in i don't know i'd have to like spy family stuff, wasn't but... like a super unique thing but it's spy family which got nominated for like everything yeah um, i don't know if i would have put it here but i think like also with um with like you know you said you mentioned it's like a, it's a lot about like how well they like adapt you know the design itself from the like source material and stuff mm -hmm. like that but i guess like i guess it would depend on like how much like liberty you take with like I guess I know we mentioned like character design and art style are like two different things and stuff like that, but like yeah, I feel like there's still like some liberties that you can take, you know, as you're moving from one form of media to the next. So I feel like that still factors into it, like a good. It amount. does. I mean, uh, like um, when I look at this, one of the things I thought of, and I didn't watch this anime, was called the Night, which is not one for one exactly the same as the source materials art style but it's similar enough that it's feels like it's doing it justice right yeah yeah i feel like i feel like also like the one-to-one -one thing it's just like um 
I don't know, some some manga like have like you know specific or like unique quote unquote un- unique art styles themselves that just like lend themselves to like not being as easily one to one translated to anime and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like like Demon- it's just some of the liberties that you're going to take. Just you know, it's going to affect how people perceive characters. Yeah, like Demon Slayer's art style is just uh, I'm going to be honest, the art is like just like the show mid uh anyway uh Slayer, with, bro, that, with that jab out of with that jab out of the way uh i will the, i'm not kidding though the, the manga's art is like nothing to to look it's at and really, be like yeah it's it's rough around the edges um yeah. obviously it has it's like it's panels that like can like look generally fine but for a lot of the time you have like the goofy like dot eyes as like the character it obviously there were the Ufotable needed to take a lot of liberties. <laughs> yeah. Ufotable improves a lot upon the Demon Slayer art. Yeah. And uh that's why I don't mind Demon Slayer being nominated here. But uh Spy Family art is really good. Yeah, Sp- I mean and yeah, uh, I just don't think it's not that they don't improve on it, but I feel like uh I would rather shout out something that uh literally anything else. Something a little more uh unique i guess or like yeah i don't know Spike i don't know i don't want to i don't want to dog are... on the it feels very like one-to-one from the like the manga art it is know, it's very it one-to-one i think it just has like if i compare demon slayer and stuff it's like uh it's like everything to do with that the characters just look like other than anya everyone's just like a basic human being you know yeah. it's nothing like oh, that's true yeah, it's sure. nothing that crazy the only reason like I look over what Dress Up Darling does is because there's the cosplay aspect to it. Yeah, so and all the cosplays. Because yeah. otherwise, they're just normal. Has, Dress Up Darling has moments in the source material where it is uh, not totally clear, I guess, how with some of the cosplay stuff it should be designed. Uh, in particular, there was one I'm thinking of. I think it was like the Little Devil um, Uroji game thing that she cosplayed as in the manga was like they just made like chibi art and shit like that for it and so it was kind of unclear for yeah. a good how that should even be designed in animated format but yeah i think uh, so I, the rest of them are think are fine to be here i just spy family is awkward to have yeah. i think yeah so do we want to also after we talk about things that maybe should have been nommed or shouldn't have been do we also want to say who we would vote for yeah, we can. Uh, for each category of what's sure. here. That's what I did in my, uh, like, in pretty much entirely for my video on the main channel. I think that's so. fun, fun to be like, here are things we think should have been up, here are things that shouldn't have been up, and uh, based on what's here, this is who we would vote for. Yeah. Which I've already said, I think uh, Osama ranking is probably the one I would vote for a lot here. I haven't seen Osama ranking, so I don't yeah, know. It's I, a very... And that's fine. It's a very, very uh, hard art style, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I'm I think the anime, uh, I think the anime seems... looked, I think the anime looked really good, even with a very difficult art style. I think to sell to people, and to me, yep. that means a lot. Yeah. Um. When I did my thing, I voted for. Uh, well, I didn't actually vote because they wanted me to sign it, and I didn't feel like doing that. But uh, <laughs> I would have voted in theory for. Uh, cyberpunk out of all of these i haven't seen jojo's or ranking of kings so just going yeah. purely based on what i had already seen i did mention ranking of kings though something that like i still respected like the design and character work for uh i think cyberpunk is a good one 
here to vote for also because it's original the fact it's original and uh i don't know how similar it is to the game but i'm assuming the characters they made are like original characters i'm pretty sure they're original to the anime yeah 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 and so that's definitely one of those things that uh no offense to the adaptations on the list like uh demon slayer but making original characters is uh really noteworthy to me yeah, I think I think Cyberpunk did a good job, and of all of these, I probably well, not even probably, I, I did say I would vote for it. Yeah, I didn't watch Cyberpunk, so I can't speak too much to that. But knowing what I know about it, I think that that's something that uh, I respect voting for. Yeah, and also I guess like the I don't want to say difficulty, but like you know that just the difference from like how it is in like the actual video game to tra- translate it to that like you know just a two D form of media. With mm. uh, you know, completely different art style from what it actually is. I think that's like a a challenge that like. My understanding is narrative. Narrative aside, because there's a lot of opinions about the story in Cyberpunk, but uh, the actual design decisions, to my understanding, were really good. Uh, for both characters and like the world. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I feel like right. something so stuff like could have been over spy family i feel like precon or like maybe shadow's house could have probably taken over that slot i think shadow's house probably precon and, and we'll talk about precon because i Is actually it cheating because it's a gotcha <laughs> i think yeah, precon should have been i think precon should have been up for a few things but uh this one i'm not sure of i think shadow's house would be because i've read a little bit of shadow's house and it's not that the shadow's heart house art is bad but i definitely do feel like uh it's a rougher uh, art style compared to how nicely I feel like it's animated. Yeah. Also, like, quote unquote, like, some, I don't Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. Elephant in the Room, or I guess not Elephant in the Room, or something you feel like, always keep in mind is, like, the judges, I mean, at least from what I've read, for, with, like, the, how it works, it's like the judges are the ones who, like, nominate these things, right? Yeah. If, if I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's always going to be, like, even if they have, like, what, 30, 35 judges or whatever listed there, you know, you're kind of, like, well, the more popular anime, it's like more people are gonna have seen it and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, because kind of like, like there's gonna be bias towards that, right? So yeah, because there will be stuff that I bring up, uh, especially I'm sure things that Daniel will bring up that's like less popular things yeah. that obviously wouldn't be nominated, but they're still, in my opinion, worth saying. Like I think it should have been if uh, everyone in the world had seen every anime this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I feel like they could consolidate the judge process more early. It's difficult because uh, <clears throat> what I assume they do, I have no idea how the inner workings of that stuff goes. I'm guessing they give them every category and they're like, all right, rank one through six and whatever the most common are, they probably slap up there. I is- wish they, if that is what they do, I wish they would go deeper, I think is how I would. Not necessarily, like I'm fine with them giving us yeah. the top six, yeah. But, so the way it is, I'm actually reading it right now. It's like uh, they basically submit like five eligible candidates per category. They don't even give six. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like yeah, that's no, no, no. And the small. six six ones that are mentioned the most, you know, become the, the yeah. Numbers. That's all. Because imagine so. if something like uh, summertime rendering, which we'll probably talk a lot about in this episode of the podcast. So is was like it number six for a lot of people? Was it right? eligible for because? Uh, is it U.S. release no, or Japanese no. release that it has to have for Crunchyroll That's Awards? Something I don't know. I can't. I know they specify. But summertime rendering uh, started in yeah. what? 
Uh, okay, so rendering start April this year. It would have been eligible, but the U.S. release yeah, didn't so, happen until like a, a little bit ago, like this month. Did it oh. U.S. Really, oh. Yeah, it was in Dis- I mean, it, it was Disney jailed until it is, earlier. It is nominated for other stuff, isn't it? No, I'm pretty sure no, it does. Uh, it does not have a single nomination on here. Okay, when, when did you say it was was a uh, you know released quote unquote released like outside of Japan? The U.S. So, it, uh, literally uh, this month. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so how is eligibility determined? One of the points says at least one episode had its initial legal distribution outside of Japan between November 2021 and September 2022. So okay. there you go. So yeah, it's, I mean, okay. it's fucked. If, if so, nothing between that range, then you know, okay. Because okay. there's a lot of summertime rendering stuff I talked about on here. I I thought it had something, but as I'm glancing, it's not eligible. It's, it's, not, it's not eligible yet. It's not there. <laughs> don't say don't say all my hard work is for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Well, summertime rendering. If it was eligible, which I guess it'll be eligible for next year. Yeah. I'm it, assuming allegedly. I should have been up for a lot of stuff, but uh, I guess we won't talk about summertime rendering, or maybe we will. Anyway, best animation. So the, this is where I think Precon should have been. The Crunchyroll choices were Akabia's Sailor Uniform, Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 2, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Demon Slayer, Ranking of Kings, and Spy Family. Uh, so I watched, I'm I'm one of the few souls probably in the world who watched Akabia's Sailor Uniform. Um, as good as the art was, uh, we've talked about before, art is different from animation. The art is really good and it had its moments where like they went like absolutely crazy with the like there's still frames or whatever uh but i would not say the animation at any point was like insane it was still good don't get me wrong but i don't think it'd be i don't think it showcased much that i would put it up here in like the top Mm -hmm. six four i probably agree with that i watched one episode two episodes something like that it has a nice art style to it yes like i get it but I don't know. Like you said, when I think of animation, I think of like moving frames and stuff like yeah. that. I don't think of like um, this looks beautiful, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, these other five, I haven't seen Cyberpunk, uh, and I haven't watched Attack on Titan. But uh, these other five are all probably fair nominations. Like Spy Family is an interesting one to talk about here because there really isn't that many extensive animation sequences in spy family yeah i would say it's probably the consistency more than anything for spy family that yeah and i would agree with that uh but i i watched cyberpunk uh they did a very good job very like trigger does a good job whenever they do things um even if it's like the same show literally every time it feels like but um they do a good job on the animation Demon Slayer obviously is ufotable. Uh, you can't. We go... know they're gonna be here. Yeah, unless it's like God Eater or some shit. Then kind of similar with Attack on good. Titan. I didn't watch this Attack on Titan season, but it's Attack on Titan. And they yeah, usually pop people off. Are like man, the CGI Titans. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, that's not the only thing that happens in Attack on Titan. Is that you know, there's still plenty of great animation within Attack on Titan. I think it definitely deserves to be here. Yeah, I don't know. People need to grow up with CGI stuff. Like, I don't think people don't understand how bad CGI can be until they've. They, I think all the good CGI is bad. I'm like, have you seen that's some my, of the most demonic things that are out there? I watch Zombie Land Saga season one. Yeah, I, I, I watched, know how bad CGI. Is. I watched Sukugakiri, one of my favorite romances. But god dang, that CGI is some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. It's so bad. Uh, it's also like 
a lot of people probably like I, I don't want to say they don't recognize it but they don't like you know if like something's like what you expect it's like not something that you might be more inclined to notice yeah. you know what i, mean? I so think it's like, yeah. a lot of people it's because of how popular it is probably and a lot of people who watch attack on titan probably haven't seen as many other anime and so they're mm -hmm. not used to sometimes you just have to use cgi because yeah it's not like map is being given like infinite time on this and the production company sure. is probably breathing down their neck like especially for uh to get the first part out of the final season they had to make 16 episodes in like nine months or some shit and normal anime take like a year that yeah. it, attack on titan is That's not crazy. a normal anime it is very heavy intensive everyone expects great things and so when you're given nine months for 16 episodes which is more than average for a more than average anime you're, you're just kind of fucked yeah you kind of need a little cgi or it's just uh all gonna go down they shit. they did and it's like it's good cgi like it wasn't perfect in part one but part two they like really like there are plenty of times where I'm, i didn't recognize it if i wasn't looking basically not that yeah, it's like perfect i think not recognizing it is like a mark mark of when it's like done well you know what i mean mm. yeah so what's funny about uh this category i already mentioned it uh pre-con season one last year was nominated to be in this animation category and daniel and i both as pre-con enjoyers kind of looked at that and was like yeah that's kind of a shill pick it's because uh, pre-con season pre two probably sponsored the fucking awards yeah. like hmm <laughs> Precon season two probably should be here. Precon season two should uh, be here. I wasn't you because like the first like few episodes were like good, right? And but I'm not like thinking too hard about it. But then like episode four happened, I'm like holy shit, what the fuck? They popped yeah. off. <laughs> they it absolutely pops off season two, and that's what's kind of funny to me is that when it was last year, season one was up. It was kind of like uh, ah, that's funny because they sponsored the awards. I wonder and, why they're uh, here. Yeah, exactly. But th now this year, it's they're not here, and I'm like, I feel like they kind of should be here. I yeah. also, uh, this is another eligibility thing. I don't know if it's technically eligible, but um, Denmachi season four had uh, pretty good animation, and I feel have a feeling it's not eligible. I, th but it, uh, no, the, I mean the first part would have been first core. For, yeah, yeah, it would be the first core. Uh. I mean, Donmachi's animation is like generally good, and I like. Yeah. Uh, but I think probably would. I don't necessarily think some... I would have put it in my top six, but it's probably worth like. I wouldn't have put it in the top six, and then like no chance the fucking judges ever. How many of the, the no, no, no. Kotaku no, article writers no, do you think have seen Donmachi season four? So it's Listen, there's like I no gotta, chance I gotta lead. There. I gotta lead with the Donmachi's that people have seen. So when I bring up shit like Love Live, then uh. It yeah. sounds less deep cut, right? Yeah. And then... I bet not even... A, yeah, I bet the two, the two total judges have seen Love Lives. That's my prediction. <laughs> yeah, pro, pros... No, no, pros... He was, he's on the... He's actually on the awards list. He's not a judge. He should have been a judge. He's a... Oh, okay. He's a good guy. He's also I would a trust him as fan. a judge. I would definitely trust him. <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's, he's a little he's more than so a Love Lives fan. He's a... Uh, he's an everything I, re I remember back in the day seeing him post, like, his uh, School Idol Fest posts on Twitter and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, but, like, uh, he was on, like, Trash Taste or whatever, and he mentioned that, like, he... I think now he doesn't drop things, so I'm like, oh, my God, he's just like me, <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> like, he used to, and then he, like, changed his mind. He's like, I can't, like, say this is bad without having seen the whole thing. Okay, but does that constitute like did he go back to his old drops and finish them or is it just from here on I, out? I, I will think no longer drop. he has been going back. I can't remember exactly if, what he said. 
Uh, I respect I, I think, that a lot because I think he didn't like Clonad's first season, but he went back and he finished it, and he was, he said it was totally worth it. It's fair. Oh yeah, slight uh slight thing worth mentioning off topic of the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, but for anyone who has been following the Daniel Coinflip saga to try to get me to watch Clonad. Uh, he is finally after eight months, probably, oh of God. flipping. It was back in June was the first flip for this. So like seven months, probably. Yeah. Finally has won the coin flips, and so I now have to contractually watch Claydad at some point in time. Is that is that like an expected? You know, did it take the expected amount of time for you know? The so I to succeed, so. <laughs> Over time, it has gotten easier. I think I calculated the odds of him no winning. Freebie, man. Can't do that. Well, it's not a freebie. I think I calculated the odds of him winning the particular... It happened last night. Particular coin flips he did last night, and I think it was like 6% odds of him winning. Okay. Or something along those lines. 6% Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because there were two flips that were guaranteed because of the way that he... I, I have some handicaps. So, he has some handicaps, has a few cheats. For that reason, I don't feel uh, super pressured to watch it like, yeah. this second, but I'll probably start it pretty soon. Yeah, but uh, but it's just like I either get them all right, either I get them all wrong. I get them right, but in the reverse order that I type them in, or I get them all wrong in the reverse order that I type them in. So there's four there's four ways to win, uh, but it's still absolutely like not in my favor. Yeah, um, it's still it's still pretty out of his odds, but it's it was like a realistic chance that eventually he would have won. It's better than when I had to get ten flips with no handicap. Yeah, and last night by random chance, I was just like, uh, "Let's do six flips today." Yeah, and uh, he missed all six of the flips, which is a win condition. But it is funny that he finally won by getting them all wrong. It's honestly pretty impressive at this point. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough scene, but it's been it's a long time, long time coming. Uh, but we should we should probably go back to these awards. Uh, yeah, we'll go back to the awards. It's just you mentioned Clan Ad, and I was like, anyone who had been following that sequence and doesn't know that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then with best animation, I feel like this is definitely where uh, it starts to get a little wacky, wild that we couldn't have fall stuff because the fact that. Uh, Bochi, Chainsaw Bleach. Man, Mob Psycho. I didn't watch Bleach either, but I saw, I saw I some scenes. Bleach, Bleach. I'm sure Bleach is like... Even like Kaguya could have been here. Those are That's like four shows that definitely could have been here over like Akabi Sailor Uniform. <laughs> like, Kaguya is interesting because as much as there are shows that I feel like every year when the Crunchyroll Awards come out that they put up way too much, I feel like uh, Kaguya Season 3, they may have under uh, under-nominated. I think people like underestimate how good like Kaguya's animation is because like of how much it lends yeah. to the the comedy. The visual like, comedy when I was is the looking best. Through, when I was looking through, I was like, there's a couple things I would probably put Kaguya as like also nominated that it wasn't, and there wasn't a lot of things that I felt like Kaguya shouldn't be there. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll move on here. Uh, we don't want to spend like 20 hours on each <laughs> one. Uh, but best yeah, news, the, best new series. So when. I'll put uh, I'll say their whatever's first and then I'll give my piece uh, so Crunchyroll nominated Call of the Night Cyberpunk Licorice Recoil My Dress Up Darling Spy Family and Kogming so when I did this in my video I looked at it as uh, the way I did my voting just to like cut some 
some fat off to make it easier for me. I looked at Cyberpunk and Licorice Recoil as two things that, like, tech, like technically series could mean just, like, one season if you really want it to be. But I feel like series should, like, generally refers to something of, like, multiple pieces. Cyberpunk mm-hmm. will never have another season. Licorice Recoil makes a shit ton of money, so it probably will have another season. But for right now, we don't know. Uh, but all these other things right here have the potential to continue with Dress of Darling and Spy Family already being confirmed to continue. And I would not be surprised if maybe Kong Ming or Call of the Night get another season at some point. It's also a little odd to me because um, there's best original anime, which... Uh, yeah, which like... Look, doesn't look, yeah. It's like different. Uh, yeah, I mean... And I I get the idea of also like putting a thing like Licorice Recoil and Cyberpunk here. But maybe I'm just generally the type of person that's like, let's have as many things as possible win awards. Yeah, it's just within reason, right? Right. I will say, in Cyberpunk's defense, they do not count it as an original. That is fair. I mean, it's based off. It's based on a game, technically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I I don't know. I feel like these nominations are fine. I think they're fine. I'm just saying, like, how I view series. Yeah, we already talked about summertime. Probably not eligible. I think if it God, was eligible, gosh. I would have it here. Uh, I, I'm a simp for Awashi, but I do think Awashi is one of the top six best series of this of 2022. But that's probably a broke opinion. Yeah, if if it were me, I think I'm generally fine with what, what they have, but I would replace Licorice and Cyberpunk because they're not going to continue with like Bochi and Chainsaw Man yeah. probably. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For my picks, I'm I'm not gonna mention the fall because I think uh, I think the fall yeah. was just really good. I I, just, I, know, I want to give some some credit to fall because yeah, I, yeah. I hate that like by next year I really yeah. hope people remember fall is allowed. <laughs> so I will say based on these, um, it's like a fifty fifty because there are some things on here that I feel like allude to the fact that they should remember next fall because they remembered some shows on here, but then there's other things that I'm like, I don't know. Did they forget? Last fall wasn't uh, my favorite season to begin with, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, We'll see. But like, but like between Chainsaw Man and Bochy the Rock, like surely, and Mob Psycho, like surely they'll be like, oh yeah, fall was kind of heat this year. Yeah. Also. Okay. So like another thing with the eligibility real quick. Uh, So like, the thing is, you have to meet like all the criteria, right? So, yeah. like, if it's if it was, was aired, you know, throughout the past year or whatever, and it didn't like for summertime render, for example, um, it, it's like literally not eligible for next year because it's it's not like it it didn't have like when next year's awards roll around, it would have to be aired in Japan from 20, November twenty twenty two to September twenty twenty three, right? So, like, there's so many enemies are just gonna be like left. You know, what'll probably not, happen yeah. is next yeah. year, um in the in the case of summertime rendering, it'll probably only be the second core. So this is something that happened this year with the uh, Osama ranking, ranking of kings. Only oh, okay, the sure. Second yeah, core yeah, of yeah, ranking sure. of kings is eligible for these awards. But technically the first core aired it started airing in Japan in October of twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. So if the awards made sense, even with their well, they weird don't make sense. Time frame, <laughs> yeah, they don't make sense. We'll see next year. There's no point in speculating. We'll we'll they see. already, yeah, yeah, they already don't make sense. But even within their own 
timeline, they still cut off half of fall yeah, yeah, it's, 20, it's, it's, 21 it's, anyway. It's, so yeah. it's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, with that. I, I get yeah. trying to combat like recency bias, but hear me though. JJK wouldn't have had to like win a bunch of shit two years in a row if you just didn't let things be eligible until they're done. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, it's like. If, if it's a split core, I get it. But if it's a continuous, like, airing, like JJK was, then, like, you don't need to have... You don't need to have it as core one, core two. Just wait for it to finish and then have it be eligible. That's what... That's, like, the main thing I don't like about Osama ranking is uh, the fact that it's only core two. Because I think if it was the entire series, which is barely not eligible, then I would feel more comfortable voting for it for some of these later categories. Yeah, but, uh, I think given those nominations, though, probably I would vote best new series as like either Kong Ming or Licorice Recoil. I liked Kong Ming a lot, but uh, if Licorice Recoil counts here, it's probably the best of these six things that I watched over the past year. Yeah. I said Spy Family simply because uh, I gave my own stipulations for like what I view as series. What a series is, yeah, yeah. and that's fair. It would have been between these two anyway, probably. Um, Cyberpunk was like, it blew the ending for me. I still liked it. <laughs> uh, but the ending, I didn't agree with the direction it what went. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it maybe needed another episode or two to flesh certain things out so it can go in a more proper direction that they were setting up. But anyway, uh, best, best continuing, continuing series. Crunchy Crunchyroll yeah, has nominated Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 2, Demon Slayer. JoJo's Part 6, Love is War Season 3, Maiden Abyss Season 2, and One Piece, which I mentioned in my video, like, okay, One Piece, yeah, One Piece has been continuing for 20 years, you don't need to have One Piece, man. I don't want to say One anything. Had, yeah, One Piece had a really good year, but why is One Piece here? Yeah, I just... Um, that's just, coming from a One Piece fan. It's I just love goofy to have it here, because, like, yeah, it's continuing, but it has been, like, you don't need to put it here every year. It's It's just weird, in my opinion. I think 80s uh, part two should have been here. Yeah, but, uh, just some something else, something else. Uh, I can't tell because it shows up at some point. It does have one or two nominations. I don't remember exactly. We'll see it later. Um, yeah, so it's eligible, one. but uh, it's hard to fight One Piece um, when people are clearly putting One Piece up here, which I get it. One Piece had a good year. It is technically continuing, but like... Yeah, I, I would have had either 86 or like Mashoku on here in like, instead of One Piece. I think it's just better to give something like the newer anime. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it was like a running. I also, it's, like, it's also like One Piece didn't do, like JoJo's did a new season, right? It did a new section of its story. Yeah, one Piece yeah. is Clearly, just One Piece. Yeah, it's just, just like continuing, right? It's not like a distinct thing. Or I guess like, it's the arcs, right? It's the same arc it's been doing for the last couple of years, which okay, is, then, you know, yeah, what's then been, it's, it's doing good. There have been great episodes this year. I It just feels like a different beast. Nomination everything issue, else is nominated. Yeah. But I feel like what gets put here every year, um, <clears throat> I think it was like that last year too, which I get it, but I don't know. It's yeah, like a weird... Yeah. Like, also, it's like a... Okay, so like also for this one, it's also like... Um, <clears throat> Is it best continuing series in terms of like if you just compare all of them or just like the best 
So I think you're supposed to vote. I think you're supposed to vote for the section that happened over this uh, year time oh, yeah, frame. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, because like all of Stone Ocean, I think aired over 2022, right? All of the Bait and Abyss season aired over 2022, so it wouldn't make sense if I'm only voting for those sections. Because it's the specific season they're noted as, but then yeah, I'm voting okay, for sure, the entirety yeah, of One Piece. Right. Okay. Makes sense. So I want to say, it's in the case of One Piece, for example, it would only be the section of One Piece that aired between November 2021 to whenever September 2022. See, this is why One Piece just shouldn't be here. So you don't have to think of it like this. this is why One Piece I agree. Exist, man. I fully agree. <laughs> as a One Piece fan, I feel like One Piece, because they had like special awards too that we don't see the nominations for. I feel like One Piece should just get one of those. Just give them some bullshit special give award. Them the one piece, like, uh, give them the category. One Piece. <laughs> the One Piece award. Yeah. Hey guys, don't forget One Piece is happening. But uh, yeah, they have like special. I know, know Maiden Abyss award. is like thing uh, was like pretty well received, right? Like, I, the, I think Maiden Abyss is anime of the year, personally. Even if it wasn't there right. on Crunchyroll's thing, I think it's anime of the year. So obviously, yeah. I think I didn't it's watch, the best continuing I didn't watch series. Made in Abyss, but I've heard only good things about it. So we could replace One Piece with whatever; it doesn't matter because <laughs> Made in Abyss is my vote. Uh, <laughs> not counting, not counting. I, I Honestly, with votes, these, so. with these, even though I haven't seen it, Made in Abyss might be my vote too. Because for me, it'd be between that and Kaguya, probably. And I don't know if I think Kaguya is the best continuing series. So I will say. Uh, like, let's say in in theory, put like eighty six part two there. It'd be technically score wise, it'd be tied between uh, Made in Abyss, Attack on Titan, Kaguya, and uh, eighty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I have them, uh, though I Made in Abyss, I still think like I think it was a great season, uh, and I'll I can gush more about it later. But we'll we'll be back with we'll be Made in Abyss content <laughs> throughout the night. Uh, eighty six season two or part two part two was definitely uh to me the best continuing series but uh, it's not here it kind of feels so the judges didn't forget it but it kind of feels like uh it was one of those things and probably it wasn't helped by the fact that it had such a weird release uh circumstances yeah. behind everything that i feel like a lot of the hype behind it kind of died a little bit in real time and so in turn by the time you get to these, it's like a little soured when you're thinking of nominations. But yeah, yeah, I'd say made a miss for continuing. Anyway, moving on okay. to a category that doesn't have One Piece uh, best opening sequence. So Crunchyroll nominated uh, Kong Ming, Spy Family OP one, Ranking of Kings OP two, uh, Attack on Titans Final Season Part two OP. Cyberpunk and Demon Slayer Season 2. Uh, I do not agree with Cyberpunk in any capacity whatsoever. Yeah, for being I, don't, here. I don't know anything about the Cyberpunk opening. If you watch it, you'll be like, when, when's it gonna... Because to me, yeah, I, I see... Like it. To me, when I look at this, I see four, like... Not iconic openings, but four openings that had their moments in, like, the popular eye this year, right? Yeah. And then I see the Osama ranking opening, which is very good. Yeah. Um, I've listened to it at least, and so I think. Uh, and, and I see the Cyberpunk one, which I think I've heard and was not 
overly impressed with. Visually and music-wise, like music-wise, it's fine. It's not my style of music, but it, visually, it's like you're just kind of like looking at whatever. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of goofy. I it, think the outside of cyberpunk, these five. If I had to make a list of who I think should be voted for, it's probably those five, just because popular. Uh, I for a lot of these song ones, I limited myself to two choices of things that I could say that could be nominated because I could go on. Yeah, a I lot of openings and endings and songs. Make a top ten OPs list of my own. Uh, That's fair. And tragically, a lot of them were not eligible to even be. It was like a recurring issue. Huh? Yeah, uh, Urusei oh. Yatsura was my OP of the year because I love Minami and not eligible. Uh, Bochi not the Rocks OP, Bochi not, Rock, eligible. not eligible. Renai Flops OP, not eligible. Chainsaw Man's OP, not eligible. Blue Locks OP, not eligible. Uh, I think Arc Knight's OP, not eligible. Not eligible, yeah. Those so are all, of, like, all fall. Of my top 10, only Summertime summertime Rendering, not an, not eligible. Yeah, not eligible. <laughs> so of, of my top <laughs> 10... Yeah, I don't actually really like... Both, both of, the summertime yeah. opening, so. of my top 10... Uh, the only ones that were eligible were the Overlord 4 opening, which I don't know how the fuck that didn't get on here. Uh, and then Spy Family's watch. first opening, which I, I, is on here. He's uh, on here, yep. And then Awashi's second opening, which is not on here. Not eligible? Eligible? It, I don't know. Awashi's eligible, yes. I'm not sure. Sh- well, because it's uh, outside of Japan release, I don't know what goofy, how well, did, did it not For the second core. What happened to the second core? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Did, I mean, maybe I it, maybe it's I just, eligible. I just, maybe it's eligible. I just, I think it's eligible. I just don't think anyone watched it. That's also fair. Um, yeah, Awashi's second opening's really good. The two that I wrote down that I think uh, never in a million years would have been nominated and definitely wouldn't have won, but I think were really good openings of the year, was uh, Colorful Dreams, Colorful Smiles, which is the Nijikasaki Season 2 opening. It's a yeah. really good song, but nobody watches Love Lives. And then uh, The Warrior, which is the opening for Salaryman's Club. Nobody watches sports anime, but uh, you're going to hear Salaryman's Club uh, a few times as we talk about stuff. Yeah, I feel that's bad. badminton, right? That's, it's badminton, and it's like adults in an office who also are on their office badminton team. And it's probably... To me, the second best sports anime that came out this year behind Awashi. Um, and that's only because Blue Lock is a little bit monkey. I love Blue Lock, but I think... Uh, Blue Lock is extremely Salary, <laughs> I think Salaryman's Club had a really good story, really good animation, like good songs along with it. You know, it did everything right. It's just... Uh, you know, one of the openings I mentioned is an idol show and the other is a sports show and not enough people watch either of those for them to get any real traction. Yeah. But I think both of those were really good openings that uh, I have would probably crack my Ward. top. Yeah, they probably would crack my top six of the year. Might not win, but probably would crack it. Yeah. It would be just one of many, many votes. The, <laughs> one, one the, the Kongbin one is like fun as an opening and that's why i'm fine with it being here i just don't think it's like i don't I like, I like it that much yeah. I, I actually think on this list yeah. my favorite thing <laughs> both music and visuals might be the demon slayer one it's amber so i can't really go wrong with it and then exactly. defotable obviously um 
I think it's probably on this list Demon Slayer, then Osama ranking, then Kong Ming would be my top three of what's nominated. Yeah, I would vote for this because it's the only thing on my top 10 that made it in. So, (laughs) (laughs) understandable. Me me when seven out of 10 are not eligible. (laughs) It's okay. We'll be here next year when uh, Bochi the Rock is definitely on this list and not forgotten. Yeah, I have something for another category for Bochi the Rock because it's like the music and stuff. I, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the best ending sequence, we have Akamanoko from. Uh, Attack on Titan, Comedy Spy Family, uh, Koino Yukue uh, from Dress Up Darling. I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce that right now. Uh, brain not work it. <laughs> well, I can, I, you know what? I can get it. Kosha Berry Biori. Yeah. Kosha Berry Biori uh, from Komi Season 2. My Heart Has Surrendered. Uh, Love is War Season 3. And uh, Yofuka Shino Uta from Call of the Night. So I have a quick question. So yes. the Kaguya song, is that the actual season three ending <coughs> that was the... Uh, season two. Is that is that the season two ending? Okay. That, yes, that is the season two visual, so I would assume it is the season two ending. I'll, yeah. How is that? I mean, I like Fantastic Youth or the group that did it. I just don't think it's top six ending. How yeah. is that eligible? What, what do you mean, how is it eligible? It aired in winter, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is either winter or fall? The second season? It might have been fall. I don't remember. Worst case, it was win- worst case winter. No, it was spring. It was spring. It was spring. It aired in spring. I didn't realize that. Uh... I think season one aired Wait, in fall. No, season th- no Wait, this is the season three. This is the season three. This is season three. Komi, Komi, does, Komi doesn't ha- No, what? Komi doesn't have season. No, no, no. Oh, Kaguya. 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 Okay. I thought you. I thought you said Komi. You said Komi. Okay, I can't okay. swear. No, I thought I said Komi. I maybe I said. Komi. I think you I said know. Kobe. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I just can't speak English. Anyway, uh, Kaguya is what I was asking about. This uh, is the. It is the yeah. It is, is the, the not. It's the not rap one. Not yeah. We will see the rap one later in a different category. Yeah, I'm upset about that category. I don't know how we'll, the rap one is we'll not. Talk in- about it. I, cause like Kaguya's ending is like fun, like wacky wild was, was what I said in my, uh, my video, but it's, it doesn't deserve to be here with a fucking rap one. If you're going to have, uh, if you're going to have an ending here, you may as well put the, put the rap one. These ending choices are, um, if, I don't want to say they're bad, but, uh, this not, is I wouldn't like, say these are things that I look to at. To me, this is like a clear show of the fact that, uh, the average, even the average person on Crunchyroll's uh, awards list probably does not actually listen to very many endings. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a category where it's like it's like not a lot of people are just gonna not, like really think about like go for back my to my summer. my favorite endings of the year. Uh, some of them are these. Like comedy is great. I actually like the dress up darling ending. Uh, I don't know if the dress up darling ending would make my top six. Probably not. But I do like it. Yeah. Um, I do have a top ten EDs as well. Let's let's go through this one and see how many <laughs> see uh, how many are eligible. Bochi well, Rock. you can mock, yeah, knock yeah, off all four of Bochi the, the Rock endings because Well, I, I didn't have all four in my top ten, actually. Yeah, uh, really so fair. I had Bochi the Rock ending four, not eligible. Bochi the Rock ending not two, not eligible. Not eligible. Uh Ari Ferretta season two. It was eligible, eligible, but no one, just not, no, no one yeah. on planet Earth besides me and like three other people have watched Ari Ferretta season two. Uh, I did have comedy, which is on here. 
I had Masquerade from Shadow's House season Masquerade, two. Masquerade Shadow's House is one of the ones that I, I, I mean, I, I like Claris. Anyone who knows me knows that uh, Claris is one of yeah. my favorite groups. Um, so I had a title that's really long and in Japanese, and so I, and it's not in Romanji, so I can't read it. Uh, it's it's the second ending to Summertime Rendering, not eligible. Yep. Uh, yeah, I love I love the endings the, of Summertime. Right? The They're so good. Eighth Chainsaw Man ending, not eligible. Not eligible. Uh, Akumanoko is here, uh, and then Endless Embrace, which is the Maiden Abyss season two ending, which is eligible. It's not here. Not uh, here. No one's based enough. Uh, and then uh, Deep Down from Aimer, which is the ninth ending to Chainsaw Man, not eligible. Not eligible. So, so, yeah. so the I, other song I had here, here uh, which is probably not not a song that should be in my top five. EDs for the year, but it's Sunrise from Extreme Hearts because I have to, you know, at some point yeah. talk about Extreme Hearts. You can't bring Extreme of, Hearts into this. <laughs> it was one of my favorite, one of my favorite things I watched this year. Not because it was good or anything. It just it had idols and sports all in one, and good music and all of that. And uh, I liked Extreme Hearts a lot. Sunrise is uh, probably my favorite song from the show. And I, I think it's worth mentioning. It probably doesn't belong anywhere near an, an actual nominations for awards, but in my heart, it's probably it's pretty good ending for the year. Yeah. But uh, out of all of these, I'd probably say over. It's tough. It's I like probably just comedy for me. Akamanoko and comedy are both very good. I can't remember what I actually voted in my fucking video. I think it was Akamanoko, uh, but comedy is like a very close second. They're both very good. Very good. Throughout songs. the year, I probably have listened to the Dress Up Darling one the most, but that's just because I had a period of time where I was like, yeah, I love this ED. Yeah, I didn't but, care uh, for it too much personally. Not that it was I think, bad. I think the vote for me would probably be comedy, but uh, I also think that uh, while comedy may be what I voted for no matter what was on here, I think also think there was uh, a lot of really good endings that should have been nominated over some of these yeah but uh let's see moving on here we have best score continuing with yeah, the, the I music feel bad about one. so <laughs> Go ahead. We, we have <laughs> we have spy family done by no name uh we have cyberpunk with akira uh yamaoka or yama yamaoka sorry uh we have kong ming with uh genki hikota Hifumi Incorporated, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the fuck, why they have that there, instead of just the fucking name, but sure, go off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan, done by, uh, obviously, a fucking Sawano industry legend, and then uh, Kota Yama, Yamamoto. Uh, Kevin Penkin, Maiden Abyss, and for Demon Slayer, uh, Yuki Kajura and Goshina. Now, and personally... So I was saying, I was like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, you yeah. go first. Uh, I think Maiden Abyss clears all of these by a country mile. Maiden but... Abyss... I, I haven't watched Maiden Abyss. Knowing what I know about Maiden Abyss, it probably clears this whole well, based list. Based on what I've seen from the first season, I, I wouldn't expect uh, anything less from the second so, I think yeah. uh, six Season 2 also should be here. Um, It probably, for you, Daniel, doesn't stand up to Maiden Abyss still, but it, I feel like it's uh, a worthy adversary. I think, yeah, like, any, like 86... Uh, Part two, like it's another Sawano thing. Uh, I think it probably should have been here over Kong Ming. Let's be completely honest <laughs> with ourselves. 
I, I like Kong music generally, but they use the same song literally like 10 fucking <laughs> times, and I swear to God, every time I heard her start singing that fucking song, how, does everyone in Japan know that in that universe? It's like insane. How does everyone know it? But anyway. Yeah, um, Kong Ming, uh, Kong Ming had great songs in it. I do not think the score was very good. I don't think... I think that this is something where perhaps the voters don't know the difference between what that... Yeah, means. there's, there's like songs which like like we mentioned Boch of the Rock Boch of the Rock's score was like fine but it's obviously the the music the songs that are like the yeah, big yeah. part of Boch of the Rock the opening the endings the insert songs it's not the it score is like that's the background that's not what music. I would call the score it is yeah. the, the OST that matters and I do not remember a single fucking thing of Kong Ming's OST uh Spy Family other was than a, a fine OST. Uh, Cyberpunk actually had a really good one. Uh, I don't like a lot of kind of like insert songs on like AMQ or whatever, but I think like generally it's just they use actual songs for their OST and so they all count. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and I don't really, I, I don't, don't particularly remember Demon Slayer's score. Yeah, I don't remember any Jack of shit. that type of stuff, but like, I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, I don't know if like, it did it, it deserve to be here. Probably not, but like. It had a score, surely. Yeah. It doesn't, anyway. Regardless, Kevin yeah, Pinkett, I think yes. it clears. Yeah, Attack on Titan score has always been good. Uh, I think that's just a given. But yeah, Kevin Penkin outdid himself with season two of Minbus, so I have no reason to vote for anything else. Yeah. I, I do feel bad. So this I was is saying, definitely like, uh, one of those moments for me where it's, I haven't watched Minbus, but it almost certainly deserves to vote here. Unless yeah, I I'm like completely misled about the show, which I know I'm not. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was saying like, uh, I don't remember if we, I mentioned it last time, but like, I think you guys were talking about like Bochy the Rock and like how all the music in that that show is really good. And it's like unfortunate it wasn't nominated because like, I don't remember if I mentioned it last week, but like I listened to like most of the songs on like Spotify and stuff like that, and they were good. So I was just like, damn, you know, that could that could have been a that could have been a good uh, nomination for this one, but yeah, it, it well, would have probably just taken songs, probably yeah, best anime song, sure, yeah. I guess the score yeah. would be more like the background word, stuff, not, but, yeah, yeah. It probably would have taken yeah, I mean, Kong place sense, based yeah. on how they put things in here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And I think Man in Abyss would be good because it's like I remember from the first season at least it was like they were always they were always really good at like situationally like like the the thing about like music is supposed to enhance like what you're seeing right yeah. so like i think the situational like um tone of like the music and stuff like that was always really good with that show that's one thing i'm like 100 percent sure that that show did, always did like really well so it wouldn't surprise me you know hopefully season two uh, season two did so yeah. good it's so good yeah wouldn't surprise me. But yeah uh, I, w- I would say it probably if i had to vote something not made abyss um I guess it'd be between Attack on Titan and Cyberpunk. Maybe Attack on Titan, I give the edge because that one was just really good. But I can see that. Uh, Cyberpunk had a good uh, OST as well. But uh, moving on to best. Film. Why the fuck do they not just have all the songs in a row here? Yeah, who, yeah, who no, 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 don't worry. We'll we'll have the best anime song <laughs> right in a second because I'm pissed about this category. Anyway, best I'm, film. I'm, I'm fuming. Uh, so, best film we had for the nominations. We have the two, the two good films that aired this year, and then four also ran. Uh, so we had they nominated Bubble, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, Inuo, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, One Piece Film Red, and The Deer King. Uh, so, Bubble looks great. Bubble sounds great. Bubble fucking sucks. 
<laughs> everything else. Um, I could not ever justify giving it this award, no matter how good or no it looks or sounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just based off of, I haven't seen any of the other uh, others besides Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and Bubble. I have to give it to JJK Zero. Uh, I think JJK Zero and One Piece Film Red are uh, by far the two best anime movies that came out in this year and actually uh, have been able to be been watched this year. There's some other stuff like uh, I think Slam Dunk technically came out in the fall. Um, the Diamond and Pearl movies that we've talked out a lot about a lot obviously haven't been able to see them yet because not translated. Uh, Sarune had a movie that's a recap movie that probably doesn't need to be mentioned too much, but Sarune always pops off with its art. So, but I think uh, of the two things that aired this year and were seen this year by the majority of audiences worldwide, I think JJK Zero and One Piece are kind of by themselves. And then uh, there's everyone else. I feel like the, I've heard the Deer King is good, but I, I might be insane. Maybe I heard it was awful, and I just like gaslit myself into thinking <laughs> I heard it was good. I don't know anything I about it. it. I don't know anything about these other three, so I could, you know, be surprised and uh, watch yeah. something like Deer King and be like, okay, this one was really good. I just know that I didn't watch this because one, I'm I'm Dragon Balled out. I am so unbelievably <laughs> tired of watching Balled out. Yeah, I have I have seen the same shit for uh, Super was the pure definition of mid. Uh, any Dragon Ball fan who tells you otherwise is on absolute copium of nostalgia and such, or or just they're just my, Dragon Ball fans. You know, we put them. Did we put them in special place in hell? I'm pretty sure we put them in the <laughs> we, special I'm place in hell sure too. Def, we had to have. There's no way we didn't put them in special. There's anyway, no way we did. Uh, yeah, I think JJK Zero out of all of these that would. I mean, I've only seen two, but I think I would. I, I, think would, I would give it to Zero. It. Would, I think JJK Zero would probably be my vote too. I know. Uh, Lukio will get mad at me if I don't mention this. Review Starlight had a weird airing situation where I don't know if it would be eligible here, but Review Starlight had a movie come out over the past year and a half or so mm-hmm. that's maybe eligible, maybe not, and was pretty good for the series. So maybe that should have been here. I don't think it's eligible because it aired in Japan in June. Yeah, I think it's the, the English. Well, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's not eligible, but the English release was... Uh, during the oh, no, criteria it, it, okay yeah here's why um yeah, yeah no actually I, I, yeah i don't Our know because it's premiered in north america but it got delayed in japan so yeah yeah it's weird i don't know if it should be eligible if it should be eligible maybe that is something that right, deserves to yeah. be here but never would have got here because no one watched review starlight but yeah for lugia's sake i'll mention the fact that uh it had a movie that was pretty good yeah. Anyway, moving on to the thing that should have been in this row. Fucking category in here. Okay. So what is the point? What is okay? I'm gonna rant right now. No, no, no. Let me read out the things. You can read. All right. So we have the the Kong Ming's opening, uh, Spy Family's first ending, the rap ending from Love Is War season three, uh, Shadows House season two opening, uh, Attack on Titan final season part two opening. And I think that's... Is that the Addo song? That's, yeah, that's... Yeah, it is. Okay, the Addo song from One there's Piece. There's a lot There's a lot of Addo songs, but this is, like, the one that most people would know. Yeah, okay. Anyway. All right. I don't understand the fucking point 
in having a best anime song section and then giving the nominations to two openings and three endings. No, no, no. no. That are not to three, even... three openings. <laughs> three openings. Three openings. Oh, yeah, three three openings. Right, right. Three, openings. <laughs> three openings. Three openings, mind you. Shadow's House was not nominated for best opening, but it was nominated for best song. That's a little weird, but you know, I'm glad to see Shadow's House on this list for something at all. So, pop yeah. off. I'll tell you why actually this happens. I mean, it's like it's just it's a survey thing. Like if if you do this in like a certain order, right? You're like less likely to give the same answers for like a subsequent question, even yeah, when, like yeah. Be, you know, so like people I mean? who are yeah, voting so, like, Kaguya made sure to put the first Kaguya ending for best ending <laughs> but then for best song they were like this is where i'm gonna put my yeah okay sure maybe a little bit of that too yeah i, but again, I don't know just, yeah, i just sure. think i know i know like openings endings inserts is an, an amq thing and it doesn't matter stuff like yeah. that it's not I even just, just insert like, like an actual industry like term or whatever i guess it's yeah, like, yeah. at least it's like the anime chosen term for uh, i feel like if you're gonna have a best anime song category it should not be open for it should be either ending. inserts or specific tracks from an OST, probably. Yeah, you say inserts, exactly. you mean like just songs that play like during a certain point of the episode. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. songs that play or like, yeah, yeah. Usually so like idle is it's like separate from the OST, but it's like an it's an actual yeah. song. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like for example, Bochi the Rock has a bunch of songs in it, right? Yeah. I don't think the Bochi the Rock opening should be in this category. But if you wanted to have a song from one of the concerts in Bochi the Rock, yeah. even though they're the same general production quality, I think that's the type of song that should be in here. Yeah. So, like, okay. So, here's the thing, right? Uh, so, like, one of the shows that I talk about a lot was Nagino Asakara. And, you know, I, I like the openings and endings. But, like, one of the songs that I, like, really, like, just because of the, the scenery and stuff like that and, like, what was going on near the final mm -hmm. episodes, you know, was just an insert. But, like... Again, like when people are voting, they're gonna remember the songs that like uh they hear the you most. know appear the most. Yeah. And also like that insert for me, it was like honestly like hard to find the song itself because it was like I don't know, it was like it was like for what really it's worth for what it's worth, Spat, I understand, but stop defending these assholes. That's hey, man. Because because I think dude. I think what is the point in this category if it's just a glorified yeah, yeah. No, another category no for EDs I mean, yeah. and OPs? It's always just going to be you know yeah it's always going to be biased towards those. Yeah, so on that note, on that note, the two songs that I think came out this year that I would want to you be in think. here. No, 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 they came out this year, but the ones yeah. that I think should be uh would be my two. I don't want to say my two favorite songs that came out this year, excluding the fall, obviously, because there's a lot of Ochi songs that would be on that list. No. Um, are Dreamer from Kong Ming, which was sung by Aiko. It was the song in the last episode or second to last episode. It was the one where they're on the little like party bus thing yeah. and they're they're fucking <laughs> jacking all the fans at the end, and it makes no sense that they're able to do that, but it was Pog, right? And the song was like nice and emotional and everything. And I like that because it had like meaning to it other than just, oh, here's a Pog song. Yeah. And the other one is uh, Circle Thanks Music, which is from the Bandori fifth anniversary special, which nobody in their right mind would know aired this season or have watched it if they were a judge. But it's just a really nice song with all of the Bandori bands basically, you know, thanking music for the positive impact it's had on their life 
and all sorts of stuff. And as someone who's really connected to music, it was like a really nice, really nice emotional song that I liked a lot. And so for me, those are the types of things that I like prefer in these categories, things that had like an impact or something and wasn't just, hey, here's round two of OPs and EDs for all of your loser OP and EDs that didn't win the previous category. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it feels like. But Yeah. Anyway, moving on from or this heated, heated category. <laughs> His least favorite category. Yeah. Uh, best director. They have nominated uh, Haro Sotozaki from Demon Slayer, Hiroyuki Imaishi from Cyberpunk, Kazuhiro Furuhashi from Spy Family, Shingo Adachi from Lictor's Recoil, Yosuke Hata from Ranking of Kings, and Yuichiro, or yeah, Yuichiro Hayashi from Attack on Titan. All these uh, people hate you for mispronouncing their names, but I, like, they basically, they basically pronounced took, all of those. Uh, <laughs> they basically okay, took the six most popular anime of Crunchy in the, according to Crunchyroll and said, here are their directors and nominated Yeah, I don't yeah. think a soul on that voting list other than a few people actually knows <laughs> what good directors Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> Uh, also, it's like, t- t- like involvement in, in like the production. I mean, like in, like everything. You yeah, know what I mean? There's obviously a, like a lot of background stuff that goes on, but I think when we talk like general directing, it's how, what you see in like the final product versus. Uh, to me, yeah. to me, it's what makes a really good directing performance is not having a good anime. It's having an anime that either elevates its source material in the case of the adaptations on here or. I guess in the case of something like Licorice Recoil, it would be having anime that tells like a really nice, succinct story, you know, makes use of all of the plot points it puts forward and everything. Doesn't have to end the plot points, but makes use of them. Yeah. And uh, is like well put together. So I guess what I'd like to put forward in terms of how I view direction, I'll I'll use I'll use two examples, I suppose. Um I'll use I'll use three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go big here. Uh, two from fall season. Uh, Bochi the Rock. I think which would have fucking should. Well, I think Bochi would the be Rock. the winner for this category for me. Um, As someone who's read the manga to Bochi Rock, it is one of the best directed the, things the, in terms of the definition I just said of taking a source material and elevating it. It went above and beyond. Yeah. So you not only elevate, but you you add and you flesh out. Um, completely off topic that i didn't even, like think about this but uh, the last of us tv show just started coming out and i watched the first episode normally i have not watched an episode of something like non-animated in so long because <laughs> at, at this point like and I, don't, I just don't i haven't it was like since fucking walking dead season nine god knows how long ago that was uh but i, I just kind of like burnt out on uh shitty television and so i heard the last of us adaptation was good i'm like okay well let's check this out let's see how they they did the game because uh, most game adaptations are fucking dog water. Uh, case in point, like the Resident Evil had a Netflix adaptation that got horrifically received. Uh, mainly because they they choose like the names or whatever of like the properties these days to like elevate their what whatever story they want to tell. Uh, like Velma just came out or whatever, and it's like not Scooby Doo at all. But anyway, I'm too off topic. Uh, but what Last of Us did is the game had probably one of the greatest openings in games ever to a lot of people and so how you adapt that to a tv show maybe it would have felt a little too fast if they just done the opening like you know bar for bar frame for frame uh but what they did is they 
added on to it and they flushed it out. And I think what they did was really good because it didn't uh, contradict anything. And it added out and fleshed out some characters and some relationships to make the intro more impactful whenever it did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like that is how Bochi the Rock basically went. And then Chainsaw Man as well. Uh, there was something, I read the manga after the anime, and there were some things that got cut. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe this got cut. And I read it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so glad they cut that. That was fucking pointless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that they were like bad things in the manga, but I think it flowed the anime better than... Uh, like it was like episode two, there would have been like a random like little sequence or whatever that would have been pretty much irrelevant. Uh, I think it was like it was probably just some, like some small action sequence, so uh, people would stop being like I don't know because Shonen Jump, just surviving Shonen Jump, uh, you got to make it make it pretty far in your chapter count to not get axed. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably what it was. You like you got to so you got to stick your fucking beginning so people can just keep reading. Uh, but I think they did a good job there, and then. I would like to give credit to something from this season uh, of winter 2023. Uh, typically, I was wholly expecting dog shit isekai um, from the the Yuri one uh, from Maji Revo. But I think uh, we talked, I think it was last Bro, week, I about actually, series composition. Um, yeah. I hold, I mean, I'm sure the source material is probably fine because if you have absolute like doo-doo dog yeah, so i uh was... i actually do want to talk about badgy rebel source material in the context of this uh <clears throat> conversation because there is an interesting comparison with what you just said about chainsaw man and the badgy rebel adaptation yeah uh but the way that it was I, I mean you obviously have to have like some sort of substance in your source material to be able to properly direct but what i would have expected probably from uh from what I, we've basically said, it seems to be taking its time generally when adapting its episodes, uh, which yeah, something so it, that has also aired this season, <laughs> Angel Next Door, it has crushed my heart that the adaptation is absolute dog shit. They hired a director that has never touched anime in their life. I don't oh, know. no. I, I literally, I went on to any list. I'm like, all right, let's see what this director has done before. Because, dear Lord, this Nothing. is awful. Nothing. Not just just Angel Next Door. That's it. That's the only credit they have to their fucking name on this website. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. You do not hire someone with no experience. Like, for not for this. No, no, for anything. You at least when sometimes when you go to a director, they'll have done other things like key animation, or maybe they'll like be an episode director. No, this motherfucker did nothing. Jack Diddley Squad Zero Zilch Nada. It. I'm like, why are they directing this? This is one of the top <laughs> selling light novels in Japan at the moment. You do not throw like your average Joe at that kind of project. I feel like. Anyway, rant over. What you should do is you just take your source material and you should aim to basically tell the best story that you can instead of just like, all right, this is what they said here. We're going to copy that to the script and we're going to move on with our life. Yeah, so you brought up Revo, and it's fun because Revo kind of did a similar thing to what you were saying with Chainsaw Man. Where there was a lot of content in the light novel that either got condensed or cut or reshuffled around and stuff like that to the point where uh, it almost feels like a different product than the light novel entirely, even though it's the same story being told, Would but you not say to a point that it's changes. bad. I think they were good changes because of the fact it's an anime. So for example, there's like an entire 30 page chapter explaining the, uh, 
the way that the entire magic system works and how it relates to you know the invention she makes and all of that type of stuff mm-hmm. and it's great i loved reading it i would not enjoy sitting there for 15 minutes in the anime episode getting the entire rant about magic so in episode two they just they sped ran it a lot that explanation but in episode two they just gave like the you know the clip notes of it they were like oh yeah we you know the spirits make it so we can make magic and you know spirit stones power the machines and stuff like that right right they just said that and moved on with their lives and so uh i've enjoyed the changes in the anime a lot even though i feel like it almost has a different vibe to what the light novel had yeah yeah. uh so back to the awards uh we got a little (laughs) A little off topic there but not a topic I, off track not, yeah uh, yeah it was directing still yeah. i think uh salaryman's club i mentioned earlier i think uh ivy amauchi who is the director for salaryman's club did a fantastic job with uh that series and uh once again probably would not stand up to the super giants in any nomination at all but i think it's worth noting yeah um out of all of these so with Licorice Recoil and Cyberpunk, uh, I still love Licorice Recoil. I still enjoyed Cyberpunk, you know. Uh, but I feel like the, especially towards the end, I feel like Licorice Recoil got really lazy with some of its directing. Uh, so mm-hmm. Chisato can like dodge the bullets or whatever, which is all cool and fun. But eventually they're like, okay, everyone just expects the bullets to miss her. Let's just not animate her dodging anything, <laughs> and everyone's just gonna fucking miss. And I, I'm like, you can't. I hate. That's my biggest pet peeve in any piece of fucking media. If you are going to have none of these bullets hit, just don't shoot them or have like a, a more condensed start. firefight. <laughs> don't even don't bullshit me. Like every one of these trained fucking people are going to miss every single shot at someone just casually walking. <laughs> Look, yeah, I, I can buy I her dodging a... an entire AK clip. I cannot buy her walking past an entire AK clip. I have a similar issue with Ranking of Kings direction, where it's uh, I think it it's from what I've seen probably was a very difficult adaptation. Yeah. Uh, I've not read the source material, and so there were moments that I thought maybe were direction misses that maybe just had to be because it's not a. Uh, you know, average shonen or average sign-in adaptation, but uh, I have similar similar feelings with that, where it's like, I enjoyed the overall direction. There were a few misses that make it uh, difficult, more difficult to vote in this category. Yeah. Uh, and then Cyberpunk, I, guess, I don't know if I call it direction. Uh, the script writing, I guess, is what fell off at the end. And the director did the best they could with it, probably. Uh, That's kind of how I feel from everything I've heard is that cyberpunk was great, but maybe the narrative dropped off at the end, which um, it it was never like is a little bit of the director's fault. But this is something where I feel like that's more forgivable. Well, it's not entirely like it's it comes down to I don't know how involved they are with script writing. I don't know the the process behind that whole thing. Um, A little bit. They're not. uh, Obviously, they have a little bit of say, but not like all the say because they're not the directors aren't like story writers or whatever i mean for my they, or they make a story would, like, through visuals. understand it it's like i mean it's just overseeing everything right it's, I mean, yeah so overse- yeah, so yeah. i've uh i i have my degree in american filmmaking and stuff like that and obviously this isn't going to be the exact same so i'm just going to give that perspective a lot of times in american film direct uh film directing it's 
you are hired by the producer and the production company to oversee a story that is already being written or already finished. And so you mm. have artistic liberties to change certain aspects within a scene, like lines or how someone is going to deliver lines and stuff like that. Those are the types of things that you would oversee in an American film. But usually a director is not going to have a direct impact on changing anything in the script unless it's something that they're really passionate, like this has to be changed. And so in the case of like the ending of a series, I'm inclined to say that the director probably had very little say in any potential changes yeah to so the script for the series end the story itself is like it's it's character driven narrative there's not really much of a story per se uh but it's more about uh the main character and and his like basically his downfall he thinks he's that guy uh i that's like kind of mm-hmm. like i feel like the theme of the whole cyberpunk thing is nobody's that guy everyone is like everyone is human i guess at the end of the day even if they're all like robotic and stuff you can only do so much, um, and they've been—they were kind of like building up and up to a, a point where I thought uh, I always knew something was going to happen, but it's the way that it did. Just like they're like, okay, we we are uh, eight out of, or we're on episode nine. We only have ten episodes. We just, we gotta wrap this shit up. We gotta we gotta get done with this. <laughs> um, and so I feel like you've had another episode or two, maybe to flesh certain things out. Would have been a little better, but it just kind of felt like. Like, I remember uh, someone walked into the room when I was watching it, and I, I paused it real quick because, you know, it's the fucking finale. You know, I don't want to miss uh, yeah, anything yeah. important. And so I, I, I talked to them or whatever. They walk out, look back to my screen. There's five fucking minutes left. I'm like, what the fuck? How the hell are we going to end this in five minutes? And they just, they just did it. <laughs> just did they, it. they ended in five minutes. They that ended is in, one thing they ended that in five minutes. say about it. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're just done. There's not really much to say we're just we're just finished and uh that's just i don't know I, I think the director did the best with what they had but i think the script writing really fell off uh that's kind of how i want to approach this to where i think uh this might be something that i might actually give a lot of credit to the cyberpunk director on whereas and there might be some other categories that it would be like well cyberpunk kind of flopped the ending yeah. Potentially, I didn't watch it, so I you know, I can't speak to that too much. But depends on who you ask. Basically, I always uh, view like this kind of like category is like almost like you know, coach of the year in like NFL or something like that. Yeah, like, basically, basically, like, it's coach of the year goes to whoever about, like, coaches. It's like no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coach of the year goes to whoever coaches the best team 90% of the time. And that's basically like that's basically whatever, what's you know? going on here. Whoever yeah. wins best director will probably be the director the of the It'll probably be the director of whichever these anime wins anime of the year. Yeah. So basically, um, congratulations to Yuichiro Hayashi of Attack on Titan for winning best director. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or just that, that's for that's you my know, personal just vote taking, anyway. But. Yeah, just for taking the manga and doing what you were supposed to, which, to be fair, well, is harder would, than I you would think. Say, but, uh, that they only just did what they're supposed to do. Uh, I think. So we mentioned. Well, that's like, why I say it's harder than than you think. But I'm like, still gonna uh, meme on it and say just doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but like uh, Kevin Penkin, he he was on Trash Taste as well, and he mentioned that uh, he wrote a song for uh, like a, he he had a song or whatever, and it was supposed to go in a different place, I believe. But the director heard it and like, hmm, 
holy shit what if we put what, what if we here? put this at the beginning and they did yeah and yeah. it was like really well received and it was great yeah, yeah and so uh a lot of uh and tech and Titan is a good score we talked about earlier and while i said made in abyss is better uh attack on titan obviously still has a great score and so knowing when to use the all those things uh, and there's a lot of impactful scenes in season four part two uh i think there's like just one i say would have been could have been handled better but there are some that are handled like incredibly well uh especially with how like it's very like impact impactful i don't know impactful source material mm-hmm. uh i think they did a good job anyway all right uh we'll just move on i guess suppose <laughs> we'll move on. i i think it's uh it's hard given that i have only watched four of these two of them i think had not necessarily direction issues but things that uh could have been I better i was like that maybe could have been done a little better yeah. and then there was demon slayer which i don't think had anything particularly crazy it did yeah so um, best main character so i feel like what they failed to recognize with uh what remo- a main no well there's that but they failed to recognize what you do when what happens when you remove best boy and best girl from the, yeah. the categories they must now be consolidated into main character or supporting uh which i think hurts considerably uh i'm gonna have a big rant def- about the supporting character because yeah but uh I- Going through main character first before we get to Mr. Best Supporting and we hear another rant. Uh, so we have their vote of Boji, uh, Chisato, David, Martinez, Aaron Yeager, Lloyd, and Marin for Best Main Characters. So this is going to bleed into my rant for Supporting Character. Um, but I don't think Lloyd was the best main character from Spy X Family. And I think that's the problem because when we get to supporting character, we're going to see a character and supporting character from Spy Family, and uh, I don't think they should have been there. Yeah, um, I have to, I have to like look at my fucking thing a little bit more to find like a replacement, but I don't think Marin should be there either. So I think she was, I think her and Shisato would be fighting to the absolute fucking death in the best girl category, best but, girl. but they had to get stuck here instead. I don't think best boy and best girl makes so much more sense to me when I actually see this laid out. Yeah, so uh, like, I would say literally the only two I don't I haven't watched Ranking of Kings. I don't know anything about Boji. Um, Boji is definitely the main character. Well, he's the main character. Would you say he's a good character in the character definition sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, so it, taking your word for it, there, I would say literally only three of these have any like weight in terms of main character, how I view them, uh, like actual depth to their characters. Not that like Chisato didn't, not that not that any of these people don't have any level of depth, but I feel like it's as far, far as the main character, as far goes. as the main character, the the guy who's supposed to be carrying your series, like Aaron makes sense. He's had one of the, you know, most Imp- Love like, him, hate imp- him. Aaron has had a character. He, arc. he has had quite the journey throughout uh, all the seasons. Let's of Let's say on one Titan. of the characters of all time. He, uh, I'm, yeah, but uh, then David Martinez from Cyberpunk. Uh, like I said, the whole thing was like based around him and like this mentality of he's trying to be he's trying to be that guy when no one in reality is that guy. I think, uh, despite me not agreeing with how everything ended, I knew that's where things were going to go. And so I think they generally did the right 
it did what I expected it to do. And so mm-hmm. I think he's worthy of being here. Uh, I don't know anything about Boji, uh, but a lot of people like him, so I'm sure he's fine being there. So Boji, uh, I I wouldn't consider this a spoiler for Osama ranking, but uh, one of the main aspects of Boji's character in Osama ranking is the fact that he cannot speak; he is mute. Yeah, and so there's a lot of characterization that has to happen with his character that is not vocal because he physically cannot speak. And I think that that is done extremely well in the anime adaptation. And so I do think that despite that, you know, being a harder way to show his character, he is a main character that a lot of people understand and empathize with anyway. Yeah. So to me, that's worth putting him here. If it were up to me, Chisato and Marin would be uh, sent into the best girl fighting pit void. Uh, Lloyd, I don't think I'd have here. I don't know who I'd replace for all of these. Uh, some of them would probably come from like the fall. So like uh, we missed out on having Mob and Bochi here as yeah. like main characters. Uh, so a character that kept coming to mind for me was uh, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, Shimpe from Summertime Rendering. Yeah, I don't know if he would be in my top six for I, main character, but I think, I think he is a main character and he is a strong main character, and that's uh, more than I could say for some of the nominations yeah. here. I don't think I'd have him simply because, like, the thing with Summertime Rendering, I think it, it's much more plot based than uh, than his character, and so his character is like very static, but he's he's, he's a strong main character in the sense that I don't. If you're going to have someone stay the same the whole time, thank fuck he's not. Oh, I have yeah. to, I'm going to have to blur that one out. But um, <laughs> anyway, TOS, TOS. sometimes <laughs> the word stupid just isn't enough. Uh, but thank fuck that he has some level of intelligence. Because if I had to stick with some dumb fuck, is the main character the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, let me. Uh, what? What? How long we've been recording? Let me, let me go back and check. Like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like the one one twenty mark. I go in there. <laughs> change, change something. Yeah, yeah. Make uh, make the note for that. Make the note. Um, uh, but yeah. So if you're gonna have like static make character, I think he was a strong static one to have because he was just right for. He did what he needed to do. He wasn't an idiot. Yeah. And he made the plot flow because he didn't do stupid shit. And so I can yeah. respect that. Um, I also think uh, probably my favorite main character of this season, not someone who would ever be voted for by anyone, probably was uh, Kirishima from Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Yeah, he was chill. Um, I think he was a fun main character. Does he deserve to be top six in the main character voting? No, but he's more of a main character than Marin, so... Well, yeah, I wouldn't say he's like... They're like this. They're both main characters, but like Marin, I feel like is uh, she's not like I don't know. No one in Dress of Darwin is like that. The main. It character. has its theme, right? My problem. But no one's with like a, a lot of big these character like character um, as I see it. My problem with a lot of these like a recoil spy family, Dress of Darling, all good examples of this is some series just don't have one singular main character. Yeah. And I feel like with this, and then when we see the supporting characters in a second, people tried to make it so there was one main character and everyone else was a supporting character. And yeah. I think that that's incorrect. I think in those three are great examples of the fact that a series can have multiple main characters and it's fine. Yeah, I would say I probably would have put 
two from like the fall season that we had uh 86 i would have put shin and then maybe even yeah, Ru- like rudius appeared from uh mishoku mm. not that i like I think him rudius, as a, not he's a good mm. person or anything but i think the way that the second part ended i like where his character is going and i hope it continues to go that way uh, that's kind of what I was going to say. I feel like Rudius will be here. I don't know if he's here for me yet, but I get it. I just think that as, as I view the like actual sense of like character, I think he is better as an option than... Uh, I don't think he's the greatest person, obviously, uh, but that's something he's working David? towards. And that's that's yeah. that's the whole point of what I feel like a main character should be. It's kind of the whole journey of Mashoku, too. Yeah, it, it should be someone working towards some sort of uh some sort of goal like Takino in the in liquor's request sense is probably more of the main character than even chisato is even though chisato has in her own she her has her own problem arc, yeah. yeah in terms, in terms of, of character, character arc, i would agree with that in terms of character she feels like she was changed infinitely more by the series than chisato ever was so i feel like chisato was more on the the plot end of things not that she didn't have any character but uh, Takino was definitely the beneficiary of uh, the character side of things with Ligris. Mm. I think it's fine to have static main <clears throat> in like growth main like that, but I don't know. I, I, I mentioned They're difficult it when, to compare. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it when we had talked about supporting characters before. Um, that what I hate about this is that to me, I think Takino is a better written character did chisato but they said well chisato is the main character of licorice recoil and not both of them whereas now i feel like takido would have been a better nomination for this right out of all of these i'd probably put aaron just because of like from point a to point b character wise uh i'm looking at like the whole series which like maybe a little bit of cheating Mm -hmm. i guess but like that's that's the whole point of the (laughs) that's the whole point of uh character this might be one where i Knowing the source material at this point for Attack on Titan, this might be one where I feel like I should vote Aaron. Uh, but in terms of the other four that I've watched that aren't Cyberpunk or Attack on Titan, it's like clearly Boji for me. Yeah, like regardless of everyone has their opinions on Attack on Titan's ending, but uh, we're we're not there yet, and so I will be I'll be voting. <laughs> yeah, the content right now is still good yes. in Attack on Titan to at least the general public's consensus yes i can't wait for the, right. the second breakdown but anyway so before you before, before you start your round let me just, i'm just get through this uh so in terms of supporting characters we have as crunchyroll nominated uh, i hayasaka from love is warm anya forger spy family kage from ranking of kings Ka- all right i need to confirm this i said i didn't look at my video because i was too lazy he's that little the little blob right he's there the yeah. shadow yeah. yeah he's the little shadow okay uh rebecca from cyberpunk uh tengen uzui from demon slayer and your forger from spy family i'll go on your rant about how main characters all are right yeah, okay. <laughs> so just talked about spy family uh maybe it's more clear to me because i've read the manga to spy family but uh three of the forgers are the main character of that that story as like a unit i don't think you need to read the manga to understand that they are the the all main characters yes i think that should be very clear that the main character is the forger family not any of them but even if you want to single out one character from spy family to be the main character 
Anya has the most screen time and the most impact on the story. So I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand putting Anya here at all, even yeah. if you're going to have a bad definition. Um, and it's to me. I actually think the other four nominations. I don't know Rebecca, but from what you've said, it's it's fair to put her there. The uh, those are probably all fair, but the spy family ones piss me off because there are so many good supporting characters, and to me, two of these slots were wasted. And probably will be won by characters of that course. I just think are main characters for the series. <laughs> yeah. But we had to only give Lloyd the main character love because oh, yeah, can if, only you don't get, be, if you don't give there like, can only be or... one main character, right? I actually think and it has to be not only is there only one main character, it has to be the male. Clearly Dude, don't the main character like, must be the strong male lead. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if if you don't tell them like what are the who are the eligible ones it's like wh- what are they nominating it's like what's viewed as like a supporting character it's like well it's, it could be a main character actually, right so it's like I actually think it's so much worse too that uh to me it's so clear in the source material that even if you sure. had to pick a, a main character it's Anya but because Lloyd is the adult man in the series he is viewed as the main character by the public like. I think it, it's also because he started the. He was the first character we met, basically. He is the first character we met, and that is fair. And to also be fair, the main narrative driving force of the series is Operation Strix, which is his operation. And yeah, though that is a argument to be had. I think it's an argument. I think it's it's not. I think I I don't but, care who's the main main. They're all mains. That's the, the that's end that's point what, here. That's like the main yep. point I want to have. But I also just feel like even if you had to pick one, um, Anya is like much more of the driving force of the story to me. But that's my my rant on how the supporting characters was a stupid category to bring in because they. I feel like. Uh, Main character supporting character is a line that not a lot of people. They should understand. just stick to protagonist, antagonist, best boy, best girl, and move on with their lives. They're... Yeah, but then we would have had to see Aaron win both protagonist and antagonist for the fifth year in a row. Yeah, I don't know if because uh, when people think antagonist, I don't think they understand. They don't understand that you can mean... be a bad guy and still be an antagonist. You can be a boy. Well, you can be a bad or person. You, yeah, be a you protagonist. can be a bad guy and still be a protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Antagonist does not mean evil. It means that you are obstructing the, the plot's progression in some capacity. You are the. Correct. They are the reason that right. they're the conflict point, basically. Um, mm-hmm. When Aaron is very much just the protagonist, uh, whereas like fucking, I don't know, like in Spy Family, it'd be like the the antagonist would be. Fuck, ooh, there's not even really an antagonist. I guess there, there's because there's the main target. He's not really obstructing anything, though. He's just living his life. Uh, but yeah, like, there's not really a particular antagonist in Spy Family. Anyway, I a failed example, but like the the fucking demons and Demon Slayer, they are the antagonist because they are actively trying to cause problems in the the plot's progression. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they they would be the which, antagonist. Which maybe there's an argument you could make for Aaron that he is obstructing the flow of the plot, but I don't think it's depend, an antagonist. It depends I think it's on just whose side you're uh, on. Yeah, it might just be because he's an anti uh, antihero. I don't know type of hero. Yeah, I guess antihero would be the best one. Depend depends on how you. No, I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm not gonna, we're not gonna discuss it here. There's a there's a lot going on there. Uh anyway, this is the probably the dumbest category for me. Uh, this category is so dumb because so they start they start fine. Anya, Boji are Just both fucking like, have best boy and best girl. I don't understand. It's not complicated. Wait, would Anya, you they explain why they removed it or like no, why they don't, don't have it? I don't, I don't think so. They just chose the I categories. Don't, I don't understand why Marin is here at all. Yeah, she's definitely not Marin and Side note, it, I also just, don't understand Comey. I don't understand Comey either, but like I, I guess underst- at least I understand I Comey more than I understand Marin being here. Yeah. Marin's just girl and so it's like protect girl. Uh, yeah, I don't protect know. woman. I feel like uh I feel like we could have done better. There were d- like we could have had Yaika from uh, Yaika is the exact Yaika, Yaika the exact should be on here somewhere. You cannot Oh my god! There's no. Can you tell me more people watch the, whatever the show is with Kataro Sato than Yakuza? Yeah, it says uh, Kotaro lives alone, which is on here like three times or some shit, I think. And I definitely didn't watch. I've it. never I heard, heard no one talk about it. it. But this is definitely one of those shows where it's like how they had fucking Akumi Sailor uniform. They're like, damn, we gotta get something in the sixth slot. That's that's why they have them vote for five because they just throw whatever the fuck they want in the sixth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess out of all of these, probably Anya, uh, considering I didn't watch. I mean, you haven't things. seen Osama ranking. But yeah, I don't agree with Marin being there. I haven't seen this either, and I don't. To <laughs> me, call, it's, call me it's Anya. It's Anya versus Boji, and it's just pick your favorite. Uh, yeah. I think they're both fair. If this is the theme of the category, they're both fair choices. It's. Uh, I think this category just kind of was a miss from what was intended, based on. Yeah, the, uh, they should just have best girl, best boy, and then it, it, it gets the same effect. Yeah, basically, like Kage is a little bit of a weird choice here, but I get it because like he's the little shadow blob, but like he's also a kid in terms of like mental fortitude and stuff like that, and you know everyone has their dramatic backstory, and he has that too, and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I think they were trying to. Like capitalize on like the, the must protect things like a meme in the anime and like community or whatever. I guess they're trying yeah, to capitalize on yeah, that. Anyway, I think it. I think it felt a little it's flat. Just, it's just appealed to the zoomers, man. Uh, so best action we had nominated from Crunchyroll: Attack on Titan, Cyberpunk, Demon Slayer, JoJo's Part Six, Licorice Recoil, and Spy Family. Um, out of all the, I, I didn't see JoJo, so I, I can't speak to anything there. But I didn't see the rest of these. Uh, Spy Family didn't have enough action. For me to ever say like it had anywhere near it was the best, action. Yeah. yeah, action is like extremely cope. It's just when it they did have it, and it's it was I'm not it's not even when they like sometimes they had like one like decently animated like sequence or whatever, but most of the time it's just someone would get the absolute shit kicked out of them and like flying to the ceiling and that it's like slapstick comedy basically. I would not put it here as like best action in any capacity. Uh, Liquors had action i wouldn't say they ever went like above it it was action i never say they went above and beyond for any single like moment of action to where i would say it's the best um didn't see jojo's i'm sure jojo's was like just i'm sure it was fine so much action like only action because that's how jojo's is anyway uh demon slayer is like literally nothing without his action 
uh, though I'm going to be completely honest, I did not give a shit about any of the action until episode 10, and then that's the only part that really I cared about too much. Uh, Demon Slayer has this problem where it... Uh, they do like the typical shonen thing where they like exchange some some blows and you're like oh holy shit that's so cool and then they like they just like stop and talk for five minutes um and then and, they have the really pog animation moment after that yeah but the problem with demons they they could would not shut the fuck up i hate every character in that show so much <laughs> uh and it's like all fucking copy paste dialogue too they say the same shit over and over again and i'm like i don't understand anyway uh demon slayer rant over but uh other than like episode like it was like end of nine and then like throughout 10 basically where it was like non-stop just balls to the walls that's like the only point where mm -hmm. i felt the action was like worthy of best action type of thing uh but cyberpunk i felt had the most impactful action uh and then Tekken titan had some good like really good yeah. sequences as well um but i feel like when the i best, was looking at this uh when i was looking at this category I also kind of was like there's not a lot of stuff this season or like in this year time frame that i would really credit a lot of action to yeah i gave it to cyberpunk in my video i'm pretty sure uh just i felt it had the most impactful action and like the most consistent like when there's action no one no one's stopping to talk everyone's just fucking trying to kill each other that's how the action went uh yeah. attack on titans i think that's probably true. i feel like the best parts of attack on titans uh like recently has been more about the characters than and like the the moments where there's not a lot of action going on have been the best moments uh not that the fights and stuff aren't cool but like the best moments to me are the you know the, the plot twists the character moments the you know all that stuff so i would say cyberpunk probably out of all of these i think that's probably fair i didn't watch uh half of these and uh like you said two of these i don't even know if i would really classify as action of the three that i have watched so oh it's just my my enemy list or in a list uh you know tags or whatever yeah they're like mm, this is the action i look yeah <laughs> i looked through stuff. i looked through the action tag on any list and uh it was pretty bare for me at least yeah. there was probably stuff that i didn't watch that was there that would have been great to put here but for me it was like I couldn't find anything that looked particularly better than any of these six. They're like, oh, yes, we can action tag on Spy Family. We can vote for it again. <laughs> I also think the fact that uh, Awashi, Salaryman's Club, and 86, I would probably put in drama as opposed to action would have impacted that a lot. Because if I could justify one of those in action, I could maybe argue, but... Yeah. They're anyway, all kind of not. Uh, so we got Best Comedy, which we have Love is War Season 3, Kotaro Lives Alone, Dress Up Darling, Spy Family, Uncle from Another World, which I'm pretty sure did not even finish, but it, it aired, It's I not guess. done yet. Yeah, it's, uh, not, it's still not done yet. <laughs> the last episode has been delayed for quite some time. Uh, and then Kong Ming. Now, I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I don't remember ever None of laughing. these are really funny. I did not laugh at Kong Ming. I did not laugh at Dress of Darlin. Uh, Spy Family depends. I can't remember exactly like any specific, but I probably did. I guess Love is Spy War Family is the has good comedy. Love is War is the only thing here that even like remotely scratches good comedy for me. Basically, I guess. So when I was looking through comedies from this year, I. Uh... Honestly, the funniest thing I think I watched this year is a show I dropped, which is Aharon. Aharon and, uh, was very chaotic. I would have put yeah. it over something on here, probably. I think it probably should have been in Best Comedy, just because I thought it was actually funny, and I 
think uh, I didn't think Dress Up Darling was funny. I didn't particularly think Kong Ming was a comedy or funny in any way. Spy yeah. Family's fine. Spy Family had a lot of visual comedy and yes. like visual fun gags. So uh, I don't like nominating shows for multiple categories, but like I'm not mad about it being here. Other than I, uh, I dislike having a show in action and in comedy, and then in, it might be in drama. Probably not. In Kong no. No, no, no. no. Surely it's why non-funny shows get nominated for comedy. My cope is there's not a lot of funny shows. That's the problem. My cope is that they're using the quote unquote old definition of comedy where it's just like not a sad story, you know, like a Shakespearean comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's my cope. That's my cope, okay? It's like Marvel comedy type of shit where it's like, yeah, they have jokes in there. I don't know. When the Marvel comedy is like egregiously terrible, I guess. I'm not gonna bad when I have to justify Uncle from another world being here because I'm like, (laughs) well at least it's probably a comedy. Yeah. Unlike dress up darling. Yeah, I would and I'd say the thing I laughed at the most this year, which was Bochi the Rock, and it's it's not fucking eligible. It's and not so, here. So. Yeah, not, not much I can do about that one, um, unfortunately. So yeah, that's the thing I would have voted here, not eligible. Uh, so Love is War, the only other thing that probably made me laugh more than once. Yeah, Love is War is probably... If I'm voting on things based on them being a comedy, Love is War probably wins this over anything in the past year. Yeah. All right, uh, moving drama. on to best drama. So Crunchyroll has animated or animated God. Crunchyroll has nominated eighty six part two, Tag on Titan final season part two, Cyberpunk, Dance Dance Dancer, Kotaro Lives Alone, and Made in Abyss season two. Now, why Kotaro Lives Alone is in comedy and drama, I have no fucking clue. Uh, calm drum sounds awful. Calm drum is terrible. Um, so I already mentioned. Uh, if summertime rendering was eligible, it would almost certainly be here. Um, and there's a couple sports shows that I, I refuse to believe more than two people watch Dance Dance Dancer on the judge list. <laughs> they definitely just put it here to be quirky. Yeah. Well, so the problem is that means that the judges voted for Kotaro Lives Alone, which maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't, I don't know. I have a problem. Which one is our quirky pick, Daniel? <laughs> Both of them are way too quirky for me. I don't know. I didn't watch Kotaro Lives Alone, and I didn't watch Dance with Dancer. So, like, I'm sure I'm not going to say they they can't be here. I'm just saying I don't believe the judges actually watch these. I don't know if 86 Part Two being here makes me feel better or worse about the fact that it's the first time we've actually seen it in this awards nomination. Yeah. So I voted um, for it in my video simply because I already voted Made in Abyss as like best continuing. Um. So I wanted to get yeah. something else. Uh, I think 86 deserved something, and the fact that I think it's only in this category, maybe in one other, I'm not sure. It's only this category. Um, that's what I was thinking. Is uh, sad to me. Yeah. I, I mean, Maiden, Maiden Abyss, obviously, uh, would have been, just to be nice, I gave it to 86. Uh, but Maiden Abyss is my anime of the year, so it's like, of course, it's the best drama. Yeah. Cyberpunk and Attack on Titan are good too. Uh, I think these are, these are fine. I I think the fact these that I haven't fine. seen Kotor Lives Alone and Dance Dance Dancer uh, definitely doesn't help. 
but the fact that Kotaro lives alone has this little goofy chibi poster also it doesn't, doesn't help. It does maybe not help it's me a see fantastic <laughs> Maybe it's a fantastic calm drum, and that's like something I never knew I needed in my life. But just looking at it, I'm like, why are you here? Yeah, I just, I mean, surely there's something else <laughs> that we could have voted. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, but. Moving on, let's see. Best fantasy. Best fantasy. They have nominated the first appearance Demon of Slayer, Maiden Abyss, Mishoko Tensei, Part Two, Overlord Four, Ranking of Kings, and Vanitas. Uh, so fantasy is always like a really fantasy is a wide, fucking like vague term because there's a lot of is different isekai, types of. Well, yes, Isekai counts. Mishoko yeah, Tensei yeah. isn't Isekai. but like yeah, is, yeah. It, anyway, that's not what I mean. I mean like. Demon Slayer is like the most copium oh, sure, form yeah. of fantasy because te- yeah. technically it, okay, yeah. it like, is a contemporary fantasy. It's a fantasy set in the real world uh, in like more modern era, but yeah. it's it's like the only it's thing it adds not. really is demons, and that's not that crazy. Um, I would have very much preferred Demon Slayer not be in here because three of these anime have not shown up at all, and you know Mashuka Tensei had a really good you know i think it's only it is only part two here i think part two is the yeah, only one that part two is the only one that, yeah part two is the only thing at eligible. all yeah but part two was pretty good i think it deserved a little love even though you it, know mishoka tensei is not exactly my favorite thing you know overlord four had a good deserved, season it, i don't know it's like it's gonna be disappointing if demon slayer if because demon slayer popular, wins fuck, best fuck fantasy over five actual fantasy anime i my villain arc starts if demon slayer wins best <laughs> fantasy uh, uh you better start early i feel like i don't know if it counts as a fantasy but uh i think shadow house 2 would have been nice to put here I guess it would technically be a fantasy uh just it's another it, like, it, kind it's, of scope definition it's like I would say it fits in the bill of contemporary fantasy. Um, and I don't know much about Vanitas. It might fit in that same bill as well. Um, I'm pretty I, sure it does, but yeah. I don't know enough about it to yeah, say I, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. I would say out of all of these, the one that I feel like fits... I, I said this like twice in my fucking video, but uh, the one that fits the fantasy bill for me the most is Mishoku Tensei with how it, yeah. it, it's Mishoku written Mishoku Tensei is done. like the... He's one of, in my opinion, the textbook fantasy isekai, whatever, of that genre that I would... If someone asked me what a fantasy show is about, Mishoku is what I would think of yeah. for uh, an example. There is a lot of like a world exploration, uh, which is like... That, that's like my... It's like the... It's like the thing that gets me. I, I really love when they a fantasy shows its world. That's the whole fucking point of a fantasy. If you were not adding stuff to your... Because that's like... Contemporary fantasies are cool and all. If you can like mix fantasy elements with like a more modern setting, uh, that's all great and everything. But uh, to craft an entirely different world and to have your all your own different stuff in there and to show it off, I feel like that's one of the biggest draws to fantasy because it's something completely different that you have know nothing about and you're there to learn and have fun learning about it it's your own, it's an adventure story following characters on an adventure but you're going on an adventure because you're learning about all these different things and so i feel like um it fits the most there overlord uh, has an interesting world i just don't care about the content as much with overlord and so i would definitely yeah. put mashoko over that and then maiden abyss um doesn't show as much of 
like the most fantasy element to it is this big ass hole with a bunch of wacky shit mm-hmm. in it. Um, it still fits like as a fantasy, but I feel like Mashoku is like more. Mashoku deep. is very fantasy, and for that reason, I feel very drawn to vote for it here. Yeah, I feel like even even Osama ranking, I would call it fantasy, but I don't know if I would. Uh, I, would I don't know if I would give it the definition of fantasy if I was doing it myself, right? Yeah, I would say Mashoku Tensei does its job as a fantasy the best out of all of these. Mm-hmm. that i've seen at least that. but like just in general terms yeah but uh, let's see next up we have best romance we have nominated by crunchyroll call of the night love is war komi love after world domination dress of darling and shikamori i was very surprised the shikamori here because as far as i know everyone and their mother fucking hates izumi the main character <laughs> um bless his soul i actually think i actually think but, these uh when I was looking at romance animes, I actually think this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good set of six. I don't know if Call of the Night is much of a romance anime. It is, but I said in my video that I was more interested in everything that wasn't the romance. But the, yeah. the whole point of it is like to become. He wants to become a vampire, but in this world, the way you become a vampire is by uh, you have to fall in love with one, and then they bite you, mm-hmm. and then you can become a vampire. And so his. There's this guy who knows fucking absolutely nothing about that type of stuff. He's like really dejected from the world, and so he's trying to learn to love this vampire or whatever. So he can it's also possible him. like Shikimori just got nominated partially. I mean, were there other options you guys had, or it's like me, a lot um, of the times it's like not the specific focus or like romance yes, can be an aspect. No. And it's like, I mean, you know, uh, there were things that we could have put here, but in terms of things where romance was the focus, there wasn't anything. Yeah, it's like the focus versus like aspects. Yeah. That I, I think the the top romance of the year for me was Love After World Domination, which is already on here. Um, but I think Love After World Domination was pretty good, and it is almost the only really, really good thing about it is the romance plot line. So I'd yeah. love to see it here, but other options were like. Uh, I think I'm surprised not to see. Oh, cuck, no, fuck, absolutely not. Um, Rent a girlfriend season two. Dear uh, Lord, thank fuck it's not here. Uh, exactly, like I, I feel like everything I'm seeing on here that could have been another option. I'm I would rather have just that Takagi three didn't make it. I feel like yeah, it could have made it over one. something here. Um. And then there's a world where Engage Kiss didn't suck at the end. Um, and it would have been here. On, it, it was Engage Kiss was a, a wild ride. It fucking not very good first couple episodes. It was it, bad, it, and, and then, then it, it was good. It was it was bad, and then it was it started getting good. I'm like, holy shit! Is it? It's gonna be like the first thing to ever start dog shit and then become really good. And then no, no, they then it flopped um, entirely. I'm kind of surprised that a uh, dance dance dancer isn't here. That's probably. Uh... As I'm looking through this, another decent option that there could have been. Uh, but I don't know too much about that. I just know it is a, it is a romance. It is a rom-drom to some degree. But I don't know how like important either of those plot lines are. Yeah, Out of all of these, I would say Love is War. Um, I didn't watch Love After World Domination, so I can't speak to that one, but I didn't care. Love is War probably deserves to win it, but I really liked the romance in Love After World Domination, so. Yeah. um, I I would probably vote Kaguya, 
but uh, I'm really happy that Love After World Dump got a nomination because yeah. I think it deserves Rest one. in peace to the manga for it. Yeah, uh, also, Rest in peace to the manga. <laughs> short end, short life. Uh, the author's pissed about it because he, I think it was a, I don't remember if it was a male or female author. The author had like a lot more they wanted to write and it just got you know, classic axed unceremonially. And now author is just like, well, fuck. What am I supposed to do with all these things I wanted to write about? Yeah, but uh, I'd say Bakagi is like the only like romance I was like invested in, like because like Komi is technically a romance, but it wasn't really like the focus of the season or anything. Uh, yeah. Call of the Night, I was more interested in the world than the romance. Dress Up, Darling, uh, they're just they, it's a romance, but they're like it's a classic. It's like classic dancing around up. it for twenty thousand years. Um, yeah, and Shikamori was like you know obviously like they're already dating, so very romance. The difference uh, Kaguya started the season. Actually, we can't talk about this because Spat probably hasn't watched Kaguya. We're not going to. We're going to talk about the. the I've only watched a little bit, so yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk Watch about a little the details. Bit. Okay, we won't. We won't say anymore. No spoil. No spoil. No spoil. No spoils. We will not talk about the details of season three or any future content. We will instead talk about the best voice acting performance. Uh, so we have. So I want. I want to say something. I'll say it after. Uh, so what they nominated was uh, we have. Uh, Atsumi Tanizaki, which I believe is Anya's voice actress. Uh, Chika Anzai, which is, I believe, Chisato's. Uh, Fairo's Eye, which I don't know. It's probably Jolene. I have no fucking clue. Uh, so if so, one, of you, one of you could fact yeah. check that for me. Um, Misaki Kuno in Main Abyss, who was Fapta. Uh, Natsuki Hanae, which is Tanjiro in Demon Slayer. Uh, and then Yuki Kaiji, who is Aaron in Demon Slayer. Or not Demon Slayer, fucking yeah, Attack on Jolene. Titan. Yes. Okay, yes. it's Jolene. Okay. So, yeah, what, Jolene, I hate the that they have specifically shows and not... If you're going to do this format where you only let them have one character to their name, at least do the, like show the character instead of the show. Yeah, um, I would agree. But I also think like it should be a wider net than just like, they did really good for this one character. No, voice actresses and actors take on... Seiyus, they take on a lot of shit. Uh, there are some people who will do four, four, five, six roles a year. There are people who will do. Yeah, some people do six in a season. Yeah, so I have. Uh, so out of all of these, I think uh, Misaki Kuno uh, as Fapta is by and not by and far, but like I think she did the best. Uh, there is a lot of emotional range with her character, and I think she hit all the beats perfectly. Uh, Obviously, it's not easy to do as an adult. It's very difficult to do a child's voice, and so Anya's voice actress did very good. Um, I just don't think it's enough to justify winning best VA. Uh, mm. Same, kind of like the same thing with like Chisato. She did a great job as the character. I just don't feel like she had to do much more though than just be like really bubbly and be really good at it. Um, I can't speak to JoJo's Demon Slayer. They just they yell a lot. Uh, I'm sure his lungs are fucking sturdy as shit. Um, and the, he's a good voice actor, though. He did Shinpei in Summertime Rendering as well, and he did a good job with that. Uh, I would say he did better in Summertime Rendering than he does Demon Slayer, but, uh, you know, not eligible. Uh, and then Yuki Kaiji, obviously, he, he's, he's just good. Or y Yuki Kaiji. Yeah. I don't have too many big opinions on voice actors. I think, uh, I think it's Koki Ozuku who did ashito from awashi did a really good job with uh, his character and a lot of the emotional beats that being a manga reader i knew would come from that show 
so that's like someone who stood out a little to me as someone, but I think uh, these are probably all good nominations. Yeah, I'm not a, an expert on <laughs> Japanese voice acting by any means. So I can't look at these and say anyone's wrong. I would say like from what I've watched, these are fine nominations. I have. Yeah, exactly. Cause like you can, you can say you could, this list could be as long as you fucking want. It just comes down to like, which performances were most impactful to you. Probably. I do agree with you that I think it would feel, I would like it more if it was a voice actor or voice actress in all of the roles they did over the year. And I think to me, that would give me a better picture especially as a non-Japanese speaker of like the no. body of work that a person would have yeah, done. The body of work and the, like the range of characters, all that type of stuff. Like, for example, the uh, voice actress for Kita from Bochi, which obviously isn't eligible, but if it were eligible, she would have done the role for Kita and Bochi and also the role for Lena in 86, among uh, several other shows probably yeah. but those are the two that i know that would stand out and to me that's those are two really big roles that are very different and i think she did very well on both of them yeah. so to me if those were both eligible and those were you know performances we were looking at i think that would mean a lot yeah. that she did both those and not just one she's also the actual like vocalist for their you know fake band yes. so which uh, to me means a lot also as a idol and music fan. But, but anyway, moving on to English. I didn't watch any dubs. So in my video, I'm like, I see ProZD here. I like ProZD. I see ProZD here. We vote ProZD, right? Yeah. Wait, MLE? They do like uh, they do, they do English, like English covers. covers of songs, right? Yeah. So she, she does English covers. I think she's now part VTuber and part voice actress as well. Uh, but she was the voice actress for Marin, I believe. Who did Prozy D voice? Oh, it's Kage. I need to go listen to some of his lines. That actually sounds pretty hype. But yeah, I don't know. I I apologize to all these people. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> they did. I'm sure they are all great at their I'm jobs. Sure and did you... fantastic. But one <laughs> of these people, I watch their YouTube content. <laughs> In the other five, I don't. So I like ProZD's anime opinions, and therefore he is my vote. Therefore, he will get the vote. He is the most based that I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then there's these two awards. God knows uh, what any God of knows these. Anything. Like I said, I, I feel, feel like, like Special Achievement Award feels like the type of thing, like a One Piece or something that's just constantly airing should be. I know there's that one show that uh, is targeted towards kids that is aired since the yeah, like Sazai, beginning of Sodder, time yeah. that probably is also something that should get an award like that um i don't we don't know what the special achievement is i'm just assuming it's for a yeah, show we that's don't know like, the criteria for either of these awards so it's like really weird to like what is presenter's choice happen? is it is it the presenter's anime of the year is that like you're yeah does the presenter it, just or is the does presenter's the presenter just be able to be like if i was the presenter do i get to just award it to extreme hearts because i want to I wonder if like so is if there's like more than one presenter or whatever um if they all come together to make their own like what if they decide the best girl category and then they all voted yeah, on yeah, it yeah. amongst themselves or something like that uh anyway we'll find out on the day of it I could suppose. it could be fun but i when i don't know what it is it's hard but moving on to best original anime um so we here <laughs> have Crunchyroll nominations of birdie wing 
Healer Girl, Licorice Recoil, The Orbital Children, Vampire in the Garden, and Yure Deco. Uh, so the fact that Healer Girl is here speaks volumes to how few good anime originals came out this year. This is such a painful category for me because I'm pretty it's sure. Not even I'm close. Licorice gonna... Recoil is going to be my vote. It is. It's going to be the vote. Yeah, these are but the like... Salaryman's Club was an anime original. And I've I mentioned it a lot watching this. Um, and it's painful that Birdie Wing is here because that means they were aware of the sports genre when looking at these, but totally ignored what I think was the better anime original sports series. How does it feel a healer girl made it over? <laughs> it's absolutely oh. terrible. Oh my god. Healer Girl was probably the most painful binge I've ever experienced. It is. I should have watched it weekly. I made also, a huge mistake saving all of it. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think Salaryman's Club should have been here. And I think it's, for me, easily the second best original after Licorice Recoil that aired this year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surprised I they didn't, like, some of these, but I'm, I'm just surprised. Yeah. Which Cyberpunk probably would have won if it was here, uh, just based on, like, pure, like, general popularity. Even if the Licorice has, like, a strong fan base as well, but. Uh, yeah, they had video for it. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Too Lickers, bad. Based on a video game, not original. Yeah, Lickers Recoil yeah. will, uh, without question, win this category. There's literally nothing here that even stands half a chance. The Orbital Lickers Children. Recoil should get at least ninety percent of the votes. I have literally yeah. never heard of this in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how many fans I have. Two. Like, I at least heard of all the others. I have no idea what the fuck this is. Uh, but anyway, moving on to the big boy, we have Anime of the Year big and. Boy. Nominated by Crunchyroll is Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Demon Slayer Entertainment District, uh, Licorice Recoil, Ranking of Kings, and Spy Family. Um, I feel like I've seen these, these uh, six on like five years ago. Yes, it, it's yes. the same anime over and over. It is these, <laughs> these, six, these six have, which I get it. If these six sure, are what you sure. consider to be the best six anime, obviously they're going to have a lot of phenomenal things that led into yes, that. Exactly. So I get it from that perspective, but also, I don't know. Yeah, so I looked at it, and of the, I think it was like 16 things that I could justify putting Attack on Titan into, it was nominated for 12 of them. So it has quite the amount of... Uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's similar to like uh, we were talking about Kaguya, and like I feel like Kaguya should have Kaguya season three. Should I don't have know been how Kaguya. Was. I'm, I'm surprised Liquor's recording uh, over something like Kaguya. And you know, spoiler: I think Kaguya season three would have been what I voted for for my anime of the year. Out of all of these, I all right. So my anime of the year, I've said it multiple times, was Maiden Abyss. Maiden Abyss wasn't here, so my second option was like uh, probably like Love Is War. Love Is War is not here. My third option was Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock is not eligible. Um, <laughs> my fourth option would have been 86 Part 2. 86 Part 2 is not here on the, the thing. And so I am left with nothing else but Attack on Titan as my basic bitch anime of the year pick uh, because yeah. of Crunchyroll. For me, I, of the things I watched on here, Licorice Recoil was rated the highest. So it's like, I guess I would have to vote for Licorice Recoil or Spy Family maybe. But... uh. I don't know. This is kind of a category where it's, I understand why these six are here, but I don't know. I felt like Kaguya season three had a fantastic year that I feel like I would have liked voting for them. I feel like summertime rendering, even though it's not eligible, would have been a really good nomination here. Uh, Maiden Abyss. I haven't watched it. I listened to Daniel talk about it a lot. You know, I respect Maiden Abyss. I'm sure it deserves to be here. 
That's what I was saying earlier. I feel like Kaguya. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I'm just like, 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 damn, it was like three or four, maybe. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Kaguya got like proper amount of love. Yeah, yeah. If not a little underloved, but uh, with these choices, it's probably Spy Family or Liquor's Recoil for me, and I don't particularly like voting for one of those two as my anime of the year. But sometimes you can just deal with what. You can only deal with what the nominations are. Yeah, you. These are the cards that are dealt. You have to play them in some capacity. The, 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 the judges dealt. Yeah, the, the judges yeah, have dealt us uh, terrible choices throughout the entire thing for the most part. We we blame them. We blame them. Yes, I think in, bring the, in bring, order... the go, bring the Gochu cast on. We'll fix the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> I think in order, I would have had like Kaguya season three, eighty six part two, summertime rendering, and then after that would probably be Licorice Recoil, and then Spy Family. Yeah. Uh, that might not be the order I voted, but step one: change the eligibility Jordan. criteria. That's the only. That's the, that's the. That would solve half of these. Like, I think the problem is now. Now, whenever now they change dedicated. the eligibility criteria, a whole season is going to get eliminated, well, or that, they're just going to add a season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you can When you go back, you, if you go back to having just like the full year, <laughs> you are going to have to take a hit in one of those years with an overload of anime. Which at that point you either have to cope with that and just have things get snubbed for no good reason, or you have to make your awards a little bit bigger. Maybe like I eight nominations. Have, I would much rather have these awards happen in like February or March if it meant yes. that. Well, they the, the actual, actual calendar year the ceremony was is in March, so surely they could have. I don't know. It's I don't know, dude. It's so dumb. I, they're trying. It, yeah. I guess it's like the recency bias thing, but it's like it's not that crazy to where your awards are gonna suck anyway. You may as well just have all of them there. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least let me vote for the things I want to vote for. Yeah. Because like obviously recency bias does play a little bit. Like I think when Licorice was airing and finished, I was much higher on it than before. Like when I sat back and like. hmm. I don't agree with what they did there, but um, it's not, it wasn't a, a long enough, like it would have been in the few weeks leading up to like waiting for these awards, I would have been like, okay, I can understand like uh, looking at things objectively that maybe this was a problem here or there and I wouldn't have that recency bias. Not everyone would have that, but yeah, like most of the people voting for these awards don't give a shit, right? They're going to vote for their favorite children, <laughs> and they're going to move on with their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, they, I do think that uh, in this particular, since the fall season was a lot more stacked than a lot of the other seasons that happened this year, but I also do think that uh, there is a degree of recency bias where if they included the fall, it probably would take a large amount of these categories just because it yeah. just happened. Bochi so and I, Chainsaw Man probably would have been throughout here, and Mob as well. Like the, the, Those yeah. three were like... All three of those together they would are have probably anime of the year contenders. Here. Yeah. And to be fair, they probably deserve to take a lot of these things, but yeah. I, it is true that they may have... If they were here, it may have gone overboard just because of the fact that uh, Crunchyroll is such a big platform. And so it's not like only the dedicated watch 20, 30 seasonals a season fans are going to be voting. It's also going to be the people who just watch their favorite shonen every year and maybe like one or two things that break out on social media. Yep. Yeah. 
but all in all, we can't do much about anything. Um, I'll have my, I'm going to fucking write my own video or whatever for like the top 10 best new things just so I can, you know, it's just, talk it's about nice it. to yeah. talk about some of the, the newer things that came out instead of like, obviously there were a lot of sequels that uh, were very good. I mentioned, obviously made and miss multiple times throughout Attack on Titan. We saw a thousand times Demon Slayer, etc. Uh, but everyone knows about those things. And so it's more fun to talk about the uh, the newcomers in the scene. Uh, but that has nothing to do with GochuCast. But what does have to do with GochuCast is that we have set a new record for the longest episode. And I'm going to have quite the file on my hands when I export yep. this and upload it to YouTube. Um, Can we break two hours? Good luck. Oh, yeah. We, we, we're almost at 210. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that lasted quite some fucking time. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to... God, it was 40, nearly 50 minutes ago that I said a bad word that I need to remove. So, <laughs> just to give some context on how long we've been going. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Just, like... Uh, I don't fucking know. We're right in the end of the episode. If you if you enjoyed, subscribe. Uh, like the video. Uh, rate five stars on audio-only platform. If you are audio-only... I want to see the the visual side of things here because you know, there's a lot of that in this episode. Um, then you can go to our YouTube at uh, Is the Order an Anime Podcast. Can't fucking miss it. We're the only one. If you'd like to go to our audio only side of things, maybe you're on the go, even though you're usually a YouTube viewer, you can go to the links below. We give you our anchor, which will have links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And yeah, we will see you on Saturday, 3 p.m. EST, as always, in the next episode. Thank you, and goodbye.